Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Orman. We're in the final lead-up to the Super Bowl this week. Mike, what did you find most... What What are you looking forward to most this week? Is it... Um, yeah, like um, media day stuff for the players and hearing what crazy things people might say? Uh, or just hearing about the health of the players going into the final game or um, weird like stories like between um, like mayors of cities. Is that, uh, is that where you're, you're hoping to find something here or, or, or has there been something that's already sparked your interest on that front? Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl lead up week is usually full of more kind of weird and wackiness, weirdness and wackiness than normal game weeks, because I think, even though maybe it's the most important game, I think the teams are, at least the players seem less intense in their preparation in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. At least because, at least you can see them that way. Um, again, maybe behind, again, behind the scenes, I'm sure they're very intense, but um, you know they, they kind of hang out and talk to the media, talk to each other. Uh, you saw, I don't know, you saw a picture of Andy Reid uh, tugging on uh, Jason Kelsey's beard uh, uh, during part <laughs> of it. Uh, <laughs> um so like yeah, there's more kind of uh, frivolity and uh, kind of uh, tomfoolery in in those media days. So that's always kind of fun. So I'm in in general, I'm less nervous about this game than I was about the AFC Championship game. Are you feeling the same way? Yeah, definitely more relaxed. The, the, you know, the Chiefs have been there. They most of their players um, have at least some experience at this point now, right? So. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly just about getting healthy ish, at least anyway, going in, going into the final game. Yeah. And that's kind of avoid the bulletin board material probably too. Right. As we, it, yeah, a little bit of time. it seems like there's been quite a, like there hasn't been much bulletin board material. I guess it seems like maybe the most, um, kind of in, in, uh, inflammatory remarks were not made by either a chiefs or a, an Eagles player. It was Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers did you hear that like where he, or he said the eagles kind of got lucky and he thought that he said bet all your money on the chiefs because the chiefs were going to exploit the weaknesses that the uh, 49ers would have exploited had they had you know a functioning quarterback uh, during mm. uh, much of their game so that seems right. like that, that when when the when the you know i think the bulletin board material doesn't even come from one of the two teams or somebody related to one of the two teams i think you're i think you're doing pretty well yeah I think the most inflammatory comments that I'd seen from a player was uh, a cheese player made a comment about how the uh, best cheesesteaks were not from Philly. Yeah, it was that it was Juju? I think. Uh, yeah. said that. What, 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 did did they follow up and say where they were? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I tried to find out. I, I didn't see. I didn't see anything about it. I'm not sure what it was. Be, does he mean like where? Where would they be? Like, are they in? Like a suburb or New Jersey or something, or are they? You know, he's from Pittsburgh. Maybe they're in Pittsburgh actually, rather. Or I guess he wasn't from Pittsburgh; he's from California, but he played in Pittsburgh. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I I heard that remark, but I didn't see the context of any of it, so I don't. I don't really know. I want. I wondered if uh, people were going to run with that one, and it, I haven't heard much about it though. I, the article popped up, but it didn't sound like people were getting too freaked out about it. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, it's like if yeah, that's the that, most inflammatory thing that we're hearing is that's not very inflammatory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah that's not very uh inflammatory at all um i guess you could yeah from what i see yeah he doesn't uh yeah i don't see any follow-up so that seems like a really uh kind of missed opportunity by the media there they really dropped the ball on uh following up is that is that an indictment uh of uh our current current uh media landscape where Maybe, the, maybe they just agree. Don't, they don't ask the tough questions or really dig in to find the real answer. Could be, or <laughs> or they just agree with it and, and they're like, Ooh, "Yep, that's so. true." Guess we don't yeah. need to follow up on that one because it's just accurate. Yeah, like 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 we kind of mentioned. I think this big story for the Chiefs is the health of the players, especially Mahomes, but also quite a, the receivers. Uh, so, like from what it seems like, Mahomes thinks he'll be fine. There haven't been a lot of whispers or anything like like that and for the most part the um, injuries like uh sneed is out of the concussion protocol so he was hurt in mm-hmm. um against the bengals very early in the game mm-hmm. and Willie gay i guess was injured too but he seems to be fine and both um juju smith schuster and Kadarius tony who were both injured uh were back at practice today so they uh, Tony was like an ankle and I guess hamstring again, and Tony, I mean, Smith Shooter was his was his knee, yeah. um, and I guess they're both back. But uh, Nicole Hardman has been ruled out and put back on the IR. But uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been reactivated. Um, what do, what do you think of that news? Do you think do you think Edwards-Alaire's uh, activation is going to uh, help potentially help the Chiefs, or would you think maybe it might hurt the Chiefs if it, you think? Uh, you know, the hot hand has been Pacheco and uh, McKinnon. Do you think mm-hmm. uh, Clyde might take away from them? Will, will he really factor back in? Will he play? Will he be? Will he actually be dressed for the game, or will he um, be a late scratch? It just means he's on the roster as a as a player that can dress, right? Isn't that all that really means? It doesn't mean he's necessarily playing, right? So yeah. I think he could he could be a factor if he's healthy enough to play and and uh, I mean I don't think I don't think Reed would put him on the on the active roster if he didn't think he was able to play. Yeah. Um, unless it was um you know you know an injured Mahomes is still better than a backup. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, seemed- but but in this case they don't you know they don't need Edwards Lair to to like be the number one running back. Maybe they just need him as a backstop just in case there's an injury and he could perform but so yeah, yeah I, I, I don't i don't expect him to be a factor but he could he could play to something though i think yeah i guess he could be a replacement for ronald jones as the third back maybe i would say edwards is probably a little better in pass protection than jones simply because he knows the system better mm-hmm. and also he seems to be pretty good in those kind of short yardage goal line situations where you know he'll catch some of those weird passes from mm-hmm. Mahomes, the improvisational ones. Uh, you know, I think he's a maybe better. I don't know if he's better than McKinnon at that, but he's probably better at that than Pacheco is simply because they played together longer and probably know each other a little better. Um, and I think Edwards Lawyer is also just a better receiver out of the backfield, probably, than Pacheco, who might be, he's probably a better runner at this case, um, at this point in his career. But, um, mm. Yeah, I, I guess the the problem might be sticking Clyde back into like if there's if uh, back into the starting lineup or something like that. Maybe you could see a problem, but that doesn't seem like it's 
probably going to happen, but I'm not. But I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like something Reed does in general, unless mm. you know they've been back up, not just to full speed at practice, but full speed in a game too, which is frequently very different than than practice. So uh, I would be surprised if he is on the actual active roster the day of the game. But if he is, I'd expect him to get into the game at least a little bit, right? Yeah, I think so too. Even if it's just um, pass protection and kind of outlet out of the backfield. Although it seems like sometimes when it's an open field kind of pass, uh, maybe because he's so short or uh, he doesn't connect terribly well with Mahomes, it seems like mm. if there are missed like missed kind of little uh, outlet passes or you know uh, screen passes, things like that, uh, it seems like Edward Zolaire is just just over his head a little bit or if it's just you know he doesn't he doesn't yeah. quite have the long arms maybe of a maybe mccannon i don't know or maybe it's just it just kind of um you know maybe we're just remembering things uh out of proportion to how they really happen so well um yeah well i think we'll we'll talk more about the super bowl you know a little bit later in the show with our new uh, bets for the game. We'll have our betting spectacular, as we have done in the past. It truly, will be spectacular. But uh, before we get to that, there's been some other news in the NFL. I guess, right? Is that? Yeah, right before we aired our last week episode, uh, the day before, the day after we filmed, the day before we aired it, uh, um, one a few hours uh, after we were off, I think. All right. Yeah, yeah. Early in the morning from uh, Miami Beach or. Maybe you know some beach on the Gulf of Mexico. I don't, I don't remember what, what beach uh, Tom Brady was on, but he announced his retirement for the second time from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and from the NFL in total. And I guess it's going to be for real this time. I don't remember what he said last time, whether it was for real last time or not, but it became clear pretty quickly that he was trying to either a angle to get back on the Miami Dolphins, get back on get back on the Buccaneers, or b go to the Miami Dolphins, uh, mm. which ended up creating a little bit of a scandal right because i think sean payton was trying to go there and the dolphins ended up losing uh, a draft pick because of uh said <laughs> scandal but this time apparently it's it's for real do you do you think it's for real that he's gone well maybe the thing that's at least um you know to keep in the back of your mind anyway was was that uh you know he supposedly has a deal lined up uh with fox to to be a broadcaster and calling calling NFL games, uh, but I, yeah. but he's already said he's not going to start that job until the 2024 season. So he does have a year off right now that we're aware of. So, because um, if he said he was going to start in 2023, it might be hard for him to get out of the contract to come back to play football if he wanted to. This leaves the door open for him to play one <laughs> season uh, without having to like change any kind of contractual obligation he has with his next career that he already has lined up, which is you know a great thing to already have. Uh, know what you're doing after retiring from football, uh, but uh, I don't know. He seemed serious. He seemed resigned. It wasn't like he was forced to say anything about it, uh, but. There are some interesting situations around the league too, where like somebody like San Francisco might need a quarterback for one year, and if he wants to play one more year, and that might be a good fitting spot yeah. for him. So, I wouldn't be surprised either way. If he plays or doesn't play. 
but uh yeah he's he'll probably play again i don't know, okay. I, don't know I, have, I have a few options for you and, and okay some, some of these are uh actual bets i've uh betting lines i've seen out there some of them are just well, a couple of them are just my own um uh so you can on some uh sites anyway on bet online for example you can uh, bet whether this retirement is uh, permanent or only temporary, whether he will play next year or not. Uh, yeah. Right now, um, if you think it's he'll re- he'll stay retired, he has odds of minus two thousand. So you can bet two thousand dollars to win one hundred dollars. Wow! If he will stay retired, uh, so let's be serious. If uh, you you get plus nine hundred, however, so uh, you would be able to bet one hundred dollars and get nine hundred dollars if he should unretire. Do you uh, like either of those wagers? I mean, if I was going to make a bet, I would take, I I wouldn't bet $2,000 to win $100 for a bet that would take <laughs> a whole year to pay off. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, it would be like uh, investing your money for a 5% yeah. payout. And you, but you might also lose all of that money. Uh, right. It's like a, it's a <laughs> high over a year. Of- a high yield like money market account that is not FDIC insured. <laughs> especially but one that's especially, especially risky. Yes. <laughs> so no, I if I was gonna if I was going to bet on one of those, I would not bet on the minus two thousand odds. So is that, okay. is that what you would go to or is that or would, I, I, or would I, you put a lot of money on it? If I had to bet if if somebody was making me bet, I I would but I would I would just rather lose the one hundred dollars than than like you know dread losing two thousand right. dollars for a whole year <laughs> and really and only make one hundred dollars off of it. I, yeah. I I would just say, well, you know, that's why those are the breaks. It's like having a flat tire and having to buy a tire. Uh, but maybe you you know you get lucky and you get a uh, you get something out of it. So I would I'd rather lose the one hundred than kind of sit around and. Um, kind of just stew over a potential loss two grand uh, yeah. or something even that's something i think i think is probably safe but it's not that safe so yeah um you can also bet uh for different so if you think he's going to not stay retired so you get 900 dollars if he just doesn't stay retired so he can go play for any of the 32 teams i guess yeah, plus nine hundred. Although I guess I don't know. Is it is it mean he could like, if he joined the CFL or something like that? Would I don't know if that would count or not. I assume I they mean. No, you I don't assume think they you mean, do that. But I assume. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I assume they mean NFL. But if you want to make a bet, you can uh, place odds of plus thirty three hundred for him to be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets next year, plus twenty eight hundred for the Raiders, or plus twenty two hundred. For the 49ers. So the 49ers are the shortest odds. Yeah. At least the ones that I've seen. Is if that I, if, yeah, if, if I was betting as to which team he would go to, I think San Francisco makes the most sense. Unless they think that Purdy's going to be back and healthy for for um preseason, which I can't imagine would be the case of the torn UCL. It would be very close because I think I think it takes yeah. at least six months mm. for UCL. And so that you know it's February already and he, hasn't had surgery yet so it's going to be mid-august probably at the earliest and so i guess he would maybe make it back during training camp and maybe at the start of the season but it seems like that would be a 
a place where Lance might win the job before mm. Purdy even has a chance to compete for it. So, yeah, would you or would you keep it open for Purdy? Just let Lance start the season, and then when Purdy seems to be healthy, just put. I think yeah, I think the the best way to handle it from the 49ers perspective would be to say, you know, the job is Purdy's, but Lance will keep the seat warm until Purdy is back. And then if that motivates Trey Lance to like play out of his mind, then then it creates the controversy where Yeah, you know. If he does perform really well, then he can actually keep the job. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to give up, like, no doubt that, you know, this is my job and nobody else is taking it. If that's how he shows up, but you, I think, yeah, from the the uh, psychology of it, that is that's how you'd want to try to motivate. I think so too, uh, Lance, to to perform the best. But and I that's a good problem to have. Yeah. yeah, it's a good problem to have if if you have two quarterbacks that are good. Rather, they could, I think, compete against each other rather than, you know, I guess you could say, well, Lance isn't very good. And then Purdy comes back and he's not very good either. And that's right. the worst case scenario, probably. But um, his grapple is probably going to be. If they manage to like, keep the defense intact, their team's going to be okay. Hmm. They just need somebody competent there. But, it, you know, if, the, if they get within a few weeks of the preseason and they realize that Lance isn't ready to come back and Purdy's still months away. And Tom Brady's still out there. Mm-hmm. I guess you know you might think there's I a lot of quarterbacks. There's be some phone calls, right? Yeah, you could see. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you could say there's a lot of quarterbacks that still might be out there in a couple of months. Yeah, uh, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, uh, possibly Aaron Rodgers. Did you, did you see what Aaron Rodgers' future plans were over the next uh, <laughs> over the off season? I I saw that um, that that message that you sent to me anyway, but. Well, yeah, what was is. the context for that? I didn't. And, was that just what he said? Yeah. So Rogers is going on a four-day, four-night darkness retreat, where he will be, I guess, plunged in pitch-black darkness for oh. uh, ninety-six hours. And I thought that meant he was just going to listen to the British rock band, The Darkness. No, the, the heavy metal uh, parody kind of band. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. that might that might be fun as well, but. I think he's gonna, he, he's gonna he's gonna tour with the darkness for four days. So maybe that's it. Yeah, it says he is going to go on a four day, four night darkness retreat soon after the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I guess he wants to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and he says he has a pretty cool little opportunity to do some self reflection uh, and kind of decide on his future. And you know, last summer he had taken part in the ayahuasca ceremonies where he kind of where he does drugs and. Uh, uh, um, kind of hallucinates. This darkness week does, however, does not use ayahuasca. It's just sitting in isolation. And there may be, so I guess it's maybe a little bit like a kind of idea of like a sweat lodge type of yeah. thing or something. And so he says the retreat will be alone in the confines of a small house in an undisclosed location. Meals are delivered, but otherwise there's no other contact with the outside world. But he could leave if he felt like it. Um, right. And Rogers, did you know that he won the amateur per- portion of the uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am uh, this past weekend? Instead of going to the Pro Bowl, he went to right. the Pebble Beach Pro Am. So he, you know, he, he might have been able to but win some who, of those golf it, competitions. Who was it that was in that was injured and said they couldn't play, and then and then played in a golf tournament? 
that was that was like named to the Pro Bowl roster. Was it this somebody, year? Yeah. Was it? I just remember seeing that somebody that 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 happened at least anyway. It was one one of the one of the quarterbacks that said that they were that was injured that they had to replace. Was it Huntley ended up in the in the roster? Oh, um, Josh Allen, I believe was. Well, Josh, yeah, it's Josh Allen, yeah, but he played in some golf tournament like that that weekend instead. Yeah, Josh, was. Josh, Josh Allen was in the Pebble Beach program. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty that story. Like, that was pretty funny. So yeah, like, the, 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 the celebrities won't even go watch it. He like uh, was like, nah, I'm gonna go play golf instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like yeah, in so a public of, tournament. Yeah, there were a lot of football players in the Pebble Beach program. Um, active and former uh, uh, Josh Allen, um, Harris Barton, uh, who was a former 49er. I think he played. He was a lineman. Uh, I think a tackle, offensive tackle. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Ron Rivera, the coach of the uh, Washington Commanders, Aaron Rodgers, Alex Smith, and Steve Young. So those were the uh, football players. And Alex Smith won the amateur uh, program. Although there weren't that many. How many? Four? Aaron Rodgers won, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. So there are only about 35 players. Um, You know who finished? Uh, Who finished second? I have no clue. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, was it another football player? The the PGA uh, uh, link was broken, so now I'm looking elsewhere. Here it is. That's all. It's only the professionals. You don't want the pro part. You just want the am part. I just want the am. Yeah, I don't care about the pro. Uh, Tom <laughs> Tom Hoge H O G E one. Jordan Spieth got second. I've heard of him, but I haven't. Uh... Those are both pros, though, right? Yeah, those are all pros. I think they. Yeah, I don't. Twenty twenty three results. Here we go. It's broken again, the PGA page. <laughs> it's PGA. I can't even. Uh, do, do you watch golf at all? Occasionally I watch uh, the McMasters or the British Open or something like that. But uh, not that closely. And I, I, I like, never watch it. Yeah, I watched him. I like when I watched when Tiger Woods played. I, I, um, it was it was more exciting when he was good. Uh, but and yeah, it's it's the results are hard to find right now. 
Hmm. Well, I will keep looking while we talk about other things. Uh, but uh, do you? So, what are the? So, do you think that Tom Brady will go on a four-day darkness retreat? With is he more likely to go on a four-day darkness retreat with Aaron Rodgers, or is he more likely to visit Thailand for an extended period of time, like uh, disgraced and fired? Uh, you know, disgraced, but fired coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals. He went. Uh, about a one-way one-way ticket to Thailand, ticket to Thailand. Was, like the day like <laughs> the week after he was he was yeah. uh, like unceremoniously I guess, like a, I guess he is still there. Do you, so what's more likely for for uh for Brady? Tom? Yeah. Uh between those two things? Mm-hmm. Uh neither neither I guess, but <laughs> the four-day retreat, I suppose. I don't I don't expect him to just like take off and disappear for for a year. But he's not leaving like in disgrace though either, I guess, right? So Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's that one. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I all I found was Silverman and Rogers played together. So Ben Silverman, I guess, was the PGA pro. And so I guess the pro and the AM played together. Uh, I thought that's and, what it was. Yeah, that's and 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 they won by one shot over Peter Malnati and Dan Colloran. I'll give you a dollar if you can tell me which one is the pro and which one is the supposed celebrity. Peter Malnati or Dan Colloran? Mal, uh, Malnati is the golfer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Who, who is Dan Coll- Colloran, do you think? No, I have no idea. Does, that name doesn't sound familiar. He is a noted, he is an associate athletic director at UMass. Wow. So he is just an AM, I guess. He is a not celebrity. Not not famous, I guess, at all, huh? Yeah. Charlie Hoffman and tennis pro Marty Fish finished in third place. The tennis player? Yeah. Is that Marty Fish? Yeah, tennis player, yeah. Okay. Yes. Man, that's pretty weird. Yeah, they don't have like a straight up leaderboard anywhere that I can see either. No, it's it's maddening. It seems like it's really hard to find. Yeah, I haven't been able to to find it. Justin Rose, I guess. No, Justin Rose won. I don't know who won. It's it's hard to even sell. I think Justin Rose won. It wasn't Jordan Speed. That may have been lost. Maybe maybe it isn't just how they how they do it anyway. I don't know. Yeah, because I thought they were partnered together, so I don't I don't quite understand how this I never quite do either. I never know what's it doesn't seem to actually make sense the way they I th- talk about this stuff anyway. I think Patrick Mahomes may have and Kelsey may have played in it last year. Yeah. Or something similar. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because I I kept hearing uh like a headline about about uh, Aaron Rodgers having won it, but it's like it doesn't look like he won anything. Well, unless he just won from the uh, the AM side, I guess. Right? Is that what? Yeah. Well, he was too. He teamed up with Ben Silverman in the pro AM portion of the Pebble Beach Pro. So I guess the pro AM is only in the. It's like its own little thing, I guess. It's a separate event. Yeah. Peter Malnati, Don Colloran, 
Josh Allen and Keith Mitchell were four strokes behind. Okay. So, I don't know. It's bizarre. Golf is strange uh, to me. One thing that's strange to me in golf, and maybe you can uh, uh, tell me why. Um, in normal English, somebody who is somebody who is not a professional with or you know has am at the beginning. How would you pronounce that word? To do what? How would you pronounce the word that means non-professional that starts with the am, as in probably pro am? How would you pronounce oh, amateur? Amateur, yeah. yeah. But how do they pronounce amateur in golf? Oh, I have they no say, idea. They say amateur. They don't say amateur. sure. Amateur. 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 Huh. He's an amateur. I know in um Australia, if you watch Australian rules football ever, they they refer to um, um rookie instead of rookies. The term they use is debutante. Who debutantes? Yeah, that's <laughs> that was, very that fancy. was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. It's, we, only, we only think of it as you know women or young women in a cotillion <laughs> context as a right. <laughs> It then comes with an E rather than without. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. it's that's uh, not you. Would, I guess in, in in tennis, you might say novice or something like that. Uh, but yeah, there's an am, it's like amateur would amateur, amateur would be the real French way amateur. But like yeah, they say amateur or amateur in oh, golf. That's really weird. But they say am, but everybody else says amateur, and I don't know what. The golf accent. Where is the golf accent comes because from? A British announcer, or is it a Americans say it that way? Americans, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they learned it from a British announcer or something that uh, talked about it. Maybe before. I don't. I don't know. That's interesting. But yeah, there's, there's there's I was looking at the thing. So yeah, there's questions about why do they uh, mispronounce amateur in golf? Uh, uh, why do they say amateur in golf? I mean, it's it's a weird. I can't see to I can't um there's a golf news net um it says uh yeah why do we golf has its own language uh why uh why do we say amateur amateur in uh golf and nobody really knows it seems like because like you say you would say it's amateur hour or it's amateur night right you wouldn't say yeah, they, but the, but if you listen, so so next time you watch golf or hear about it, like Jim Nance will say amateur uh, yeah. when he talks about golf, but I don't think he would say it in. It's only in a golf context, and it's it's it's, it's a weird little uh, thing. Weird. Yeah, the word uh, amateur, of course, comes from uh, the French or the Latin. Uh, to love something, so it's simply a lover of, right. Golf. So somebody who plays as a for the love of the game rather than for a professional, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's a little uh, amateur. Uh, but yeah, uh, but anyway, the amateur competition was won by Aaron Rodgers, who's not going on this retreat. Um, but while Aaron Rodgers was on retreat, and Josh Allen was uh. You know, who supposedly had the elbow injury was was playing golf. Uh, we did have a Pro Bowl of sorts. Do we want to talk about the Pro Bowl and our betting competition related to the Pro Bowl? I think we should talk about our betting competition. I I didn't really watch much of the. Pro Bowl. <laughs> That's all I meant. I didn't, I didn't really think we were going to analyze the Pro Bowl too much. But yeah, 
well, maybe one question. Did do you like the new format? I like the concept of the format, but I guess I did like the format enough to actually watch it though. So I don't know. Does that how did that how yeah. did that fall for you? Did you watch um, I, I any part of it? Any of it? Did you watch more I, of it this year than you watched last year? I did. I didn't watch any of it last year. So same, I same I watched more this year. So technically they 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 got I watched the end of the final flag football game in which the NFC um the AFC had a head start in the score, but the NFC ended up winning thanks to uh, Kirk Cousins's brilliance, <laughs> yes. I guess. But he was the winning quarterback in in, in game three. Uh, did did so, either of us have Kirk Cousins' brilliance as a phrase to come up in this episode uh, in the in the betting line for this week? We, no, I, I, I think I think that would have been a happy payday for anyone for any of our viewers that were playing. Uh, so, no. bingo uh phrase bingo uh with us <laughs> but we, <laughs> but you you had so we we ended up having uh so the nfc ended up winning overall mm-hmm. you would think that would be good for me since i bet on the nfc more than the afc but the afc won more of the individual competitions and thus had a head start before the flag football so um it was close but uh, you ended up squeaking uh away with the the victory was it you actually started you won the first game and the last game and then most of the middle was a big mess basically (laughs) yeah yeah so you got three points for the overall winner of the nfc but you started out with getting two points for the dodgeball game. Well, the NFC offense defeated the AFC defense in the final. For so uh, I had so I had NFC offense. I had NFC offense, and what was the, and you had the AFC defense. I had so the you AFC one. Defense. So, so you, you had, you had two points to one point to me in the first yeah. event. I, at least I think that. I had both offenses. You did. So you had both defenses. So. Um, so two to one in dodgeball. I didn't see any of the dodgeball, uh, but that, I'm was sure... on, that was on Thursday too, and I, I'd forgotten about it. And then I, yeah, I looked on Saturday to see if it was going to be on television, and then uh, oh, that was three days ago, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember looked, it was going on on I'll Thursday. Just, was... I'll look at the results and I'll start recording them. And then I like couldn't find the results anywhere because it like were apparently weren't being reported on yet. I don't know. It was very strange. I was in the yeah. It's it's like the PGA. It's like the Pebble Beach Pro Am finding those results. Yeah, apparently. Um, I was in the car, so I, I I unfortunately also didn't listen to the radio broadcast of the Pro Bowl games, if there was a radio broadcast. I actually listened to uh, our previous episode of the Morning Trick Power Hour while I was nice <laughs> driving, as I do sometimes. To, to listen to see how we messed up or or how I yeah. messed up, but um, so so you so I took a two to one lead, and then mm-hmm. we had what well, the next event was the lightning round. Was the, the lightning at the AFC one? AFC one. So that was uh, one point for you, I, which I had. So two to two. Then we um, had the longest drive, and this was right. an interesting one because we had originally had um was it going to be a quarterback or non-quarterback and i bet quarterback but and it turned out everybody was a non-quarterback so we took that were no quarterbacks away yeah and then i had the nfc then as winning but the afc yeah safety jordan poyer 
won the event. Oh, the Buffalo Bills. So he was not he is while his teammate was golfing, he was also golfing and winning yes. uh the longest drive. So Jordan Poyer. Longest drive, 320 yards. It's pretty that's a pretty um pretty yeah, decent drive. Yeah, that's awesome. not bad. That's that's better. That's a that's a that's what the pros do sometimes. Longer even. It's a lot longer than what I drive, so yeah. Uh it's like it reminds me of Cosmo Kramer. Uh when he uh was uh in uh on Seinfeld when uh, he uh was suspected of um that the it was I think it was the caddy when the caddy when, when it was the episode called the caddy when uh it was it was when oh, it was the, it was the, I think it was called the caddy it was when Suan Mishki was walking around without her uh top on and Jerry and Kramer looked and Jerry crashed his car and they were going to sue Sue Ellen Mishki, the uh, O. Henry candy bar heiress and enemy of Elaine Bennis for, uh, for uh, you know, flouting society's conventions yeah. and distracting them. And the yeah. caddy gave the bad advice to Kramer and Jackie Childs to tell Sue, Sue Ellen to put, to put the bra on in court oh. a little bit like the O.J. Simpson glove, when he tried to put the glove on, it didn't fit. If the glove does not fit, you must acquit. And the yes. bra did not fit because she was trying to put it on over her shirt. And of course, if she's trying to put it on, she would, she would of course, also probably not try to make it uh, fit either. So she could right. be scot-free. But uh, Jackie Childs was upset. Yeah, that was the... And, um, and Kramer uh, uh, was asked by Jackie Childs... Um, uh, what was the what was your golf score the last round you played and and uh, Kramer goes three under par and he goes and uh, uh, Jackie says ooh that's what the pros shoot and Kramer says if they're lucky <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I think of I think of uh, yeah I thought of that that uh, Jackie Childs I thought you were gonna go to the um, um, the uh, golfing into the ocean oh it's the most famous of the golfing uh, scenes yeah hole in one in the whales blowhole <laughs> exactly the title is it was a good thing that george just happened to be there right because it is he was a marine yeah. biologist and yeah it, it, a lot of uh a lot of happenstance and coincidences on those shows <laughs> you know in big cities like new york it's the same these people always run into each other uh you know wherever they are and it's 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 one of those things you see that on curb your enthusiasm too might even be a little bit sillier on curb because they go more different places and and you know they you know larry runs into his you know friends at this restaurant in like another couple that he had also talked in, to in earlier in a different city is too, also right? at that same restaurant so like there's like three different groups of people uh that we've met earlier in the episode are at the same you know fancy uh restaurant and i guess Maybe it's this idea that uh, Los Angeles is really a small town if you're ultra wealthy and famous. Right. That's right. But uh, speaking of ultra wealthy and famous, we had we also would have the uh, quarterback precision passing competition, and this one was a little bit interesting because the people that we thought would do well, yes, did not do so well. Well, and actually, the players that did the best were the fifth and sixth picks from our. <laughs> Shuffling of our draft, though, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. The way it worked was that um, we had six quarterbacks. 
her cousins, Jared Goff, uh, and who was the third NFC quarterback? Uh, oh, third NFC was uh, yeah. Geno Smith. Geno Smith, cousins Goff Smith, and then we had Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr and Derek and Carr Lawrence. and Trevor Lawrence as the three AFC quarterbacks. And uh, the way we'd ended up doing was our first place finisher. We made you pick three quarterbacks. I picked Cousins, Goff, and then Huntley. I had the second, third, and sixth picks. And you had the yes. first, fourth, and fifth. And uh, first pick, Trevor Lawrence. How did he end up? Uh, he finished uh, fourth. Fourth. And second pick, s- Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins finished DFL. Yeah, he finished sixth. So the brilliance of Kirk Cousins may have shown on the uh, flag football field, but it did not come through in the precision passing. And it was actually Tyler Huntley, the sixth overall pick, who finished second, who got me most of my points. He got mm-hmm. five points. I think Goff got fifth or Goff was yes fifth. So I had you, only six you points. Point. Yeah, right. and you, you got, got you had only five points total. So you got four points for Huntley. We decided that first place is going to be five points. Oh, yeah, that's right. So four Sixth points place for Huntley. Going to be zero. Yeah. yeah, four points for Huntley and one point for... This, this uh, is the scoring yeah. system that, that you... That I had devised. You only, had you only decided to score the top three quarterbacks, I believe you would have won the competition. Oh! Points available. But yeah. that was how you devised the scoring. So I did. We would have... It, it, would have it may have been better. your own... It led to your own demise, apparently. Wasted on my own petard. Yes. So the so the quarterback competition, yeah, netted so I ended up with ten points from that. Yeah, Carr finished it. first. Uh, Smith finished. Gita Smith finished third in that one. So Lawrence finished fourth. Lawrence fourth. So you got a a five three two. Yeah, and I got a four That's one. A and the overall winner was Tyler Huntley, and you picked. In that one, did we pick AFC NFC in that one, or we just pick the individuals or the precision Pre- passing? Yeah, I mean, we we just um right yeah so our it was just where our uh, players dr- were drafted anyway. It was all yeah for that one yeah. Then we had best catch where we did pick an AFC NFC, and we picked Another, also wide receiver, non wide receiver, but they're all wide receivers, so that was being. And I think and, there were only like two wide or four wide receivers. Maybe it wasn't there weren't there weren't a lot of players involved in that. In that uh, best catch, it was four players. So it was a uh, Pat Sertain Jr. with the second for the Broncos. Oh, he's oh he was a he was a cornerback. Corner, yeah, yeah. That's weird. So who won? Um, now I don't remember who won. <laughs> Hold on, I've got I've got it open here. So best catch. The oh. Amon Ra St. Brown. So beat, wide receiver. So wide receiver. Stephon Diggs. One. So. So if you want to add one point to your score because you had wide receiver. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was weird. There were only yeah, there were only four players in the in it. Yeah. Which is which isn't very many. So and they, it looked like they had like the two players. Um. Diggs and and St. Brown were selected as finalists in a fan vote over Justin Jefferson and Pat Sertan. Uh, and so 
I'm yeah, I'm not sure. That's really weird. It doesn't really it doesn't really say what actually happened in that, but yeah, who cares? I want to St. Brown won, I guess. Yeah. And the NFC. So he was an NFC player, and I had the NFC, so I got one point. Correct. For that. Gridiron Gauntlet. <laughs> the NFC one, which you had. One point for that. And then we had Kick Tack Toe. The AFC, I believe, won that, right? The AFC one, which I had. Probably thanks to Tommy Townsend's uh, brilliant Kick Tack Toe playing ability. But he wouldn't have been there, right? Oh well, yeah, he was. It wasn't. It wasn't him. It was uh, the Raiders hunter. Yeah, and I didn't even see who they ended up being. Yeah, you were you were correct that it was AJ uh, Cole, Justin Tucker for the from the Ravens. Ooh, I predicted him. So you did. So that's you probably did, why they won. Did, um, Justin Tucker. You predicted correctly as to who the kicker would be for the AFC because it wasn't listed in the uh, yeah. Official AJ lineup. Cole was the Raiders punter who was the alternate for Tommy yeah. Cole, so. Uh, their prowess uh, was uh, noted, and then we had after tic tac kick tac toe, which we'll remember forever, and I'll go down the annals of Pro Bowl history. I'm not even sure what happened in that. If it was like interesting or or what? Or what? <laughs> yeah. AFC won the event after being the first team to get three in a row. Okay. Well, it seems like a like connect four type of thing, probably. I don't know. That's all that's all the um yeah. write up says in the uh the Wikipedia injury for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> we had then we had we'll move on. We had move the chains. Yeah. Move the, the chains. One. That'll move the chains. AFC move, move the chains. You got one point yeah, for that AFC. AFC. Yeah. I got one point for that one, or you got one point? You got one for that one. Oh, I put, we switched it up on the move the change chains. Yes, AFC we got. So I, I got, got I had to pick. I I switched it. Yeah, and then and that got you a point. Got me a point. Thank so. you. And then and then we moved on to the actual uh, flag, flag football, football games, and there were three flag football games. In the first two, if one conference won both, I was going to get one point. But if the there was a split, you were going to get one point, and the and the conferences split the first two flight football games. So you got one point, and then going into the last, um, into the into the last uh, flight football game, I believe uh, the AFC was six points ahead, if I'm correct. That sounds but, right. Yeah. But the NFC ended up pulling it out. So I got three points for that NFC, but it wasn't enough to overcome, especially my loss in the precision passing uh, performances. And what was our final score? Was 15 points for me, 13 points for you. Ooh, close game. Tough thought. But I don't think we need to talk about the Pro Bowl games anymore. What, do we want to talk about the more important Until game? the next Pro Bowl, and then maybe not even then. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a more kind of, uh, I guess a a a more professional type of betting system available for the Pro Bowl games. Well, I think they they moved to a more um, skills based competitions for for the NHL. Mm-hmm. It seems like that has become more popular there, at least anyway. So they're, um, um, I think the NFL is trying to kind of follow in their footsteps for how to make 
make it different at least anyway than than um, what they've done in the past because nobody really wants to play those games seems like so finding something that's more entertaining is better than what they were doing before trying to play an actual football game where nobody actually wanted to play yeah you could bet on the nhl skills competitions yeah there were there were betting odds and things like that and they had you know they have fastest skater they were on happened on this past friday hardest shot um accuracy shooting so like for example alex veshkin was the odds on favorite for hardest shot at plus 298 if he won yeah so um did he did he win i saw they had like for the skills competition they had like the, the shot accuracy they had like actual like plates sort of like placed in the goal and so like mm-hmm. they, you could actually like hit and break the plate yeah that was there it's like that that was actually looked looked really cool anyway i i Probably should have watched more of that then. Elias Peterson of the Canucks, or Elias Peterson of the Canucks, had 103.2 shot. Ovechkin finished fourth with 95.1, so not 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 his best, but hardest shot. So wow. maybe maybe we could talk about the NHL sports competition or the maybe the NBA maybe the NBA All Star Game, uh, three point shooting and slam dunk contest winners. Yeah, we, we can do when well, those we, come up. That hasn't that well, hasn't well, happened. When we've achieved full degenerate gambler status, we're <laughs> betting on on um, <laughs> competitions. Yeah, the All Star Game is on February nineteenth. So, oh, awesome. Sunday, so right around the corner, right around the corner. So we can maybe we, maybe we can uh, well, maybe uh, have some wagers on that East versus. I don't know if it's East versus West or if it's going to be some other kind of, you know, like uh, you know, team, you know, Kobe and LeBron. I think they shuffle whatever. it now, don't they? Isn't no, they just the players that are selected go into a pool and then they do like a playground, like pick them. Yeah, I think now. I think is what I think is the current format for the the game, the All Star game itself, anyway. But yeah, this as the sixth consecutive season says the All Star game uses a draft. Each conference's top vote getter will serve as captain and draft a roster from the remaining players. So we can. Uh, see how that goes. And they've had yeah, last last year was Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. It was Team LeBron, Team Durant the previous two years, Team Giannis and LeBron, the other ones, and Team LeBron, Team Steph Curry before that. So it seems like LeBron is probably going to get votes for one of them this year. And rightfully so. He's had a really good season and he's gonna break the NBA scoring record, it seems like in the next day or next day game or two mm-hmm. uh, against Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And over Kareem Abdul Jabbar said, so, you know, maybe you know you might say that Le- you think do you think Le- LeBron could be considered the greatest NBA player of all time? I do. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think people from um that watch Jordan play will will ever agree to it, but uh that's just how that's how it goes. I think in terms of longevity and yeah, you know, and I think even you know, LeBron made more final, you know, he's made more finals. Uh, than Jordan with weaker teams kind of dragging them to the final. He's, he's I think he's like four yeah. and six in the finals or something like that. Which and Jordan is six and zero. Oh, but I don't think I I'm not a person who thinks that being undefeated in the finals is as big a feat as um, you know. I I would be more impressive if Jordan were six and one in the finals rather than six and zero because it means he would have gotten a seven and he would have won. And rather than, you know, losing earlier in the playoffs, shouldn't, you shouldn't be rewarded for losing earlier than the finals yeah. uh, more than I think losing right. in the finals is yeah. better than losing earlier. So even yeah. a finals loss is better than a. Or, or if you would have won a title with 
Charlotte, right? At the end. Yeah. If he'd done that, but that's not what happened. And you can say LeBron's like almost 40 now and he's still scoring 30 points a game, which is more than what Jordan was doing at the same yeah. age. So yeah, I, I I'm 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 team LeBron, surprisingly, in in I'm shocked. I, I didn't think you would yeah. in that, no. Yeah. Actually, I would probably maybe I would go back to like Wilt Chamberlain or something like that, or you know somebody who you know really dominated his era with yeah you know, hundred you know he had a, you know fifty rebound games and hundred point uh, right uh, did you did you see the the most recent um, move at least anyway that Kyrie Irving was traded from. The uh, the Nets to the, uh, to the Mavericks, yeah. Mavs. Did that did that actually save LeBron from having to try to make up for Kyrie's shortcomings off the off the court? <laughs> uh, I guess I guess you want to have Luka Doncic have a teammate, but he's probably going to ruin another team. I would guess Kyrie yeah. with his idiocy and yeah, just general. And I think he's he's not under contract for next year necessarily. I think there's an option mm. that can be picked up, but it's for all like a fifty million a year. I think somewhere in that area. But then you still have to have him on your team, which seems <laughs> like why would you want to do that? Um, I, I, oh, going back to Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. So Wilt Chamberlain, over his career, averaged thirty point one points a game, pretty good. But he also averaged twenty two point nine rebounds per game. Holy cow! And <laughs> His best season, you could maybe say, was 1961-62 when he played for the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, he averaged 50.4 points per game and 25.7 rebounds a game wow. that one year. And <laughs> he was, yeah, um, from 1959 until 1966. So an eight or seven year span, uh, he never averaged fewer than uh, 30 points a game and never fewer than 22.3 rebounds per game. So that even is, as he got insane. older, he still he didn't score quite as much, but he still kept up the high rebounds. So he was, uh, I you know, I, 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 I think of him as being especially dominant in his era. He didn't win all the championships that Bill Russell did, but yeah. I, I, that's pretty pre merger there, isn't it? Yeah, it's before the ABA merger. Yeah. yeah. Um, he played his last season for the Los Angeles Lakers in 1972-73. So yeah, he was um yeah. Wow, that's that's also known for his prowess off the court <laughs> as well. But I, I'm thinking I'm 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 keeping it on uh court. Actions with Wilt Chamberlain. You could also say Kareem or somebody who maybe maybe is the you know one of the best of all time too, just for his longevity. Um, I think Jordan dominated his era in a way that like, like you know his era in the way that nobody else did. But yeah, it's also maybe you could say it wasn't an era where you know what the teams that he beat in the finals were pretty mediocre. You know, like the best team was like the Lakers '91 team when when like Magic and James Worthy were kind of on their last legs, and yeah. and then he beat like you know the you know Gary Payton and the Blazers or Sean Kemp and the Sonics and you know the uh, 
the Utah Jazz, which which had Carl Malone and, and uh, John Stockton were very good, but and maybe Jeff Hornacek was a decent player, but like after that, it, it really dropped off pretty yeah. quickly. They they didn't have like the super teams that they do today. I don't think you know. Mm. I don't I don't think Jordan you know Jordan had usually had Scottie Pippen who was probably a top ten player in the league on his team, yeah. and you know Dennis Rodman or somebody who got all the rebounds, but it was, it was the second the second three P. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, Kareem. Uh, his stats were are dwarfed actually by uh, Wilt Chamberlain's. Uh, Kareem averaged, but he played a lot and he didn't score very points in his later career. He played for twenty something seasons, but he averaged twenty four point six points and eleven point two rebounds over his uh, NBA career. So, which is a lot for that era. Yeah, at least in, but yeah, but the, the yeah the style of basketball changed so dramatically from from the, like the fifties and sixties mm-hmm. into the eighties, and then again it changed a lot in the nineties and two thousands, and now it's like pretty different even now than it was, you know, twenty years ago. So <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll pay more very little contact, and there's rarely fights and stuff like that. That's I mean, it's it's very much less physical, but the players are so much more athletic. <laughs> like the average player. Seems yeah. to be athletic. Yeah, there's tall as Will Chamberlain, but they're shooting threes and carrying the ball up the court right. and stuff like that. They're not just big guys <laughs> post anymore. Seven foot center, like point center is basically like, we're just, how's this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll pay more attention to uh, basketball after the football season wraps up. But do we want to we want to talk about uh, Super Bowl previews and, and and betting and what what we're looking forward to going into uh, Super Bowl uh, Sunday? We, you know, it's Chiefs versus the Eagles. I, um, any general comments on the on the game as you see it? Yeah, I still really don't know what to expect. <laughs> you know, I usually know more or less what's going to happen in these games, but um, I'm hoping what um, Brandon Ayuk said is what is what's going to happen more than than uh, what I, what I was thinking before I heard about his comments. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Partly, it's like. I think the Eagles are good, but I don't know how good they are because there haven't, like we mentioned last time, they, they haven't been in a real game for a very long time, and they played, mm. you know, a a you know, a softer NFC schedule than the mm. Chiefs played in, in the AFC, and that doesn't mean that they're a worse team, but I think the gauge of how good they are is more uncertain to me, and so I'm kind of just going in thinking that. I'm kind of basing this on the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. It seems very similar to that where we had uh, Mahomes and a, a Chiefs team that was very good, but maybe position by position other than the quarterback, you could say the 49ers were better overall. Like their defense was better. They had a lot of skill position players that maybe uh, on the whole were better than uh, the Chiefs. So, but the Chiefs ended up winning that game. So I'm kind of going by that. I think you could also say maybe that even in the against the Buccaneers as well, but that didn't do so well. But that was that was when Mahomes was hurt and the line was really hurt. And yeah, at least the offensive line yeah. seems fairly healthy, and Mahomes maybe seems better than he was last time. So I think. Uh, and then again, just in general, Chiefs defense is so much more improved compared to what the Chiefs defense has been in the last several years too. So that's uh Yeah, know, they've they've really come 
come on as the season has gone on. They haven't allowed um, very many points, even compared to the Eagles, who have allowed a few points per game, but they've allowed higher scores uh, in some of the games. I think you know the Eagles gave up forty points to the um, uh, to the Cowboys and thirty-five to the Lions and things like that. And, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs, uh, I think they gave up thirty-one to the Buccaneers, and that was the highest. And they scored forty-one themselves, so that was yeah. and so they won that game. And they won but the highest scoring games. The defense, um, you know, gave up. Uh, the Chiefs won those games so i think and that's well you know with losing the turnover battle then too over the course of the season which is odd right to have it yeah the chiefs uh, were, i think were minus three over the season they actually got better the last few games they were yeah. down more the eagles i think were plus eight so yeah maybe they were more turnover dependent in their wins uh, they also kind of really tanked it towards the end i think the dallas game they were like minus four in that game mm. and things like that. So they, and maybe even the giants game, they were lost the turnover battle as well. So um, yeah, it's, I think, I think maybe you could say the chiefs are not as turnover dependent as the Eagles. Or, or as the chiefs had been in the past mm-hmm. several years too, where they give up tons of yards, but somehow, you know, managed to get an interception or force a fumble uh, to stop a drive and rather than actually like, you know, forcing a punt instead right uh yeah but yeah so i I mean do you think the game's gonna go by what style of game we see in like the right away is it gonna be the the eagles like uh dragging the game out just on the ground playing very slowly and then playing trying to play like a very uh staunch defense uh, or are the Chiefs just going to run all over them, or what? What do you expect to see the pace of the game to be? I, I'm not sure of the pace of the game. I think it's going to depend on which team takes the lead first. Mm-hmm. And if the Chiefs come out to a lead early, I think that will force the Eagles to be more of a passing team. And I think ideally, even though the Chiefs' pass defense is not really seen as as good as their run defense. I think that's what you want. You want to force Jalen Hurts and his possibly hurt shoulder to throw the ball as much as possible. As much as you can, yeah. yeah. And putting, you know, taking the running game away from the Eagles, I think, is a, would be a big key for the Chiefs' victory. Or, you know, so, you know, you could also, I guess you could say, well, if the Chiefs just let the Eagles run and, uh, you know, they can't pass, that's, you know, that could be another way of doing it, but it seems like if, if the Chiefs get if the Chiefs are ahead, I think the Chiefs would want to stay ahead and they would you know the Chiefs might end up running the ball a lot in that case. Maybe yeah. if they could, or maybe they wouldn't. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. I think if you, you want to make the Eagles play from behind, because they haven't been able to really do that this year, or they haven't needed to do that this year. And they haven't been in that situation, hardly at all. Yeah. Yeah. And the Chiefs have. So in the playoffs, even mm-hmm. maybe not this year so much, but they've been in those situations before. Mahomes has been in the situation before in the Super Bowl in big games where they're down, you know, two scores plus, and they've won these games. And so, yeah, I think that's, I think, I think if the, yeah, I, 
yeah, I don't I don't know how it's going to go, but if the Chiefs start, if the Chiefs go off to a big head start, I feel good about their chances because I'm not sure how well the Eagles play from behind. Mm-hmm. Will yeah, will we see a scenario where a gentlemanly Andy Reid shouldn't have let off the gas though? Is that are you more worried about that than the Chiefs getting um, you know, getting behind early or something? I'm not. I'm not in the Super Bowl. I'm not worried in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen with Reid, and I don't yeah. think in the Super Bowl especially because I think he really wants to beat Philadelphia and make sure he's ahead. And I don't think really anybody is embarrassed or by a Super Bowl loss. I think you just want to show everybody what you have and if you're ahead you want to give the fans a show and so i I don't i don't think this is one of the ones where you really let your foot off the gas as much unless maybe you see the eagles not like if the eagles pull like a new york giants and decide to punt it in the fourth quarter down three touchdowns yeah trying to win or like the 49ers kind of gave up too. They didn't try to do anything creative with the offense or yeah. you know, maybe that would be a case, but I don't see the Eagles doing that. And I don't yeah. see the Chiefs doing that if they got behind either. So um yeah, yeah. Do, do we want to talk about our, our, our well, bets? I was gonna ask too, what what was your favorite of this of like the like what should have been like the media stories for this for the Super Bowl itself? Is it the uh the the Kelsey brothers facing each other? The um, both head coaches having ties to the other um, programs, like from earlier in their careers, or um, the Super Bowl featuring uh, two black quarterbacks. Which uh, any any of those things you think was uh, more interesting than, than others, or was it? Because uh, I think all of that is really pretty fascinating for yeah, for a yeah. I, I would say all three of those are are, are um, fun or important stories. I think. Yeah. I think the black quarterback story is important, more important maybe than some people are, are letting on simply because that, you know, black players were looked down upon so long in the league and not thought to be able to be, you know, uh, field generals and leaders and things like that, you know, not having the kind of intellectual or leadership capacity and things like that to do so. And that seems to have really gone by the wayside. In, in the last, um, you know, even when you know Doug Williams and Warren Moon were around, um, there's also, I guess, you could say something maybe with Hertz um, as a black quarterback. He would be the first kind of um, run-centric quarterback to ever win the Super Bowl. Most of the because you know Mahomes runs a little bit, but he's a passer. Um, yeah. John Elway ran some, but he was a passer. Steve Young, same kind of thing, but. Um, all of the, you know, like the quarterback, like, you know, Lamar Jackson hasn't made a Super Bowl. Uh, right. Uh, Colin Kaepernick didn't win in the Super Bowl. Um, there's, you know, maybe some. Yeah, been, yeah with, a lot of quarterbacks know. that aren't necessarily big name quarterbacks that have, yeah, are like the game manager types. Mm-hmm. That uh, don't throw for a lot of yards, but they also wouldn't run either, though. So yeah, yeah, you do have your Trent Dilfer types or your yeah, uh, you know Nick Foles types that relied on a good defense or maybe a hot hand in the playoffs to win. But yeah, there hasn't been like a run-heavy quarterback that's run or at least a run-first option anyway. Yeah, one one because so, yeah, you can say Josh Allen even like you know he, but you know. 
I think Allen isn't as he's known as much for his huge arm as he is for his running. I think Hertz at this point in his career, at least, is is seen as a a runner first, and then a a pocket passer second, mm-hmm. for uh, better or for worse. Or, but um, I think that I think that's interesting uh, as 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 well. But yeah, I like I like the Kelsey angle, the the brothers. First, uh, you get both of those. Maybe we could say your Hall of Fame possible brothers. Uh, Chelsea has a great sure. center who's been, um, you know, great for the Eagles. Won a Super Bowl with them, um, and Travis being, you know, one of the top, maybe the best tight end of all time. And Andy Reid bowl, yeah, it's 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 been like it's, it's a lot of fun matchups, I think. And and like yeah. Nick Sirianni stuff is kind of funny too, even though, and I think I read somewhere that Sirianni was kind of upset. He had a chip on his shoulder that Reid didn't keep him, but like. Who, we thought he was maybe passed over for promotion, I guess, at one time here. And yeah, well, he was on the he was on the Romeo Cornell Todd Haley staff, and then when yeah. Cornell got fired and Pioli got fired, I guess technically it was Reed who fired the rest of the staff. Yeah, or didn't ask for them to come back. Rather than I don't know if they retained anybody from that older. Yeah, but staff. usually like, typically don't though. If the team yeah. especially won two games that season. Yeah, and I think Reed even Probably brought not his, keep his own guy. train. You know, Rick, Bol- Rick Holder, the trainer, even came from Philadelphia. I think so. It's like they got rid of everybody. So I wasn't like, yeah, he was singled out. Yeah, and and you know, fired because of something. You know, he did or didn't do. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but but people see do tend to like keep those things in the back of their mind. I know. Um, who was the 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 football coach at um, K State for? decades oh bill snyder bill snyder yeah he apparently was passed over for a job at iowa state before he got the k-state job mm-hmm. and apparently he like you know used that as like a grudge <laughs> and, and would try to like you know score an extra touchdown or two uh against iowa state when they would play too because of because of that even though like, he had he been in a, I know he had been a, a coach very, very good career at the university of iowa so maybe he wanted to stay in the state and yeah had to go all the way to kansas uh, yeah but, I I know that was like a, it was seemed like it was a thing like it was um apparently apparently he felt like he should have gotten the job I think in in at Iowa State and, and didn't but yeah I don't think I don't think Andy Reid has lost to the Eagles I think they've played the Eagles twice or three times and they've won each of the times and Patrick Mahomes they won they played last year against the Eagles and the and the and the Chiefs won Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns three of them have awarded Tyreek Hill so uh, we don't have well, the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. And much of the teams have, have changed their kind of personality and also their philosophies in the last year. Mm-hmm. But um, the Chiefs also have not lost an, against an NFC opponent since the Super Bowl two years ago. They've, they've, they're ten and zero against the NFC right. last, two, last two seasons. Uh, wow. Since uh, so that's a good that's a big uh, streak. Yeah, I heard the the one unfortunate uh, story that I saw this week was that the uh, Madden. Um, video game predicted the Eagles to win, and apparently they've been right something like seventy percent of the time when they sim the game. Oh, really? How much stock in do you put in that, Mike? I don't put a lot in that, but <laughs> I guess you never really know. I'm looking actually at the stats. I don't. I'm not sure that Patrick Mahomes, other than the um, Super Bowl against the Buccaneers has ever lost to an NFC team in his Ooh. 
years of starting. And no, he lost. No, he lost to Seattle his first year. I remember that. He lost to Russell Wilson and to uh, also to the um, Rams that year. So in 2019, he lost a couple games to the NFC. It's um, funny they had to go back to a previous decade to find in, 28, in 2018. 2019, his teams lost. He, he lost the, the team lost to the Packers, but he did not play in that loss yeah. to the Packers. So he was undefeated in the NFC in 2019. 2020, he was he only they only he only lost one game in which he played, and that was to the Raiders. So he did not lose in the against the NFC in 2020. So through the last four regular seasons Mahomes <laughs> has not lost the NFC okay so he's only he's only lost one game one time this one two time years ago. two years ago in the Super Bowl uh yeah. to Buccaneers so that's I think that's I don't know I don't think I, I don't know how how much that that plays into the matchup here because they will the Super Bowl he lost so maybe Super Bowls are different for him but you know usually against the NFC the Chiefs do very very better than they do against their AFC competition and I don't quite know why but uh they've been you know they're like six like probably 17 and one in Mahomes' last 18 starts against the nfc not bad so does do we want to take that information into our i think so i think so so what yeah what's the what's the main game line for the for the uh for the super bowl itself it seems like it's settled at one and a half. Uh, Chiefs plus one and a half. Eagles minus one and a half. It's been that way since last week, so it seems like that's where it's yeah. going to stay. I think most. I think seventy-seven percent of the money is on the Eagles right now. I just saw that today. Yeah. But but the idea that they're not moving the line any suggests that maybe the smart money is on uh-huh. the Chiefs. I hope, but you know, smart money doesn't always win either. The smart, I mean, the smart money wins like fifty-four percent. of so right it's not much better than a coin flip and um we want to explain to our many 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 viewers and listeners how our betting is going to work for the super bowl i think so i think we should okay so we are going to split our bets into kind of three types but we're going to we're betting a total of one thousand uh imaginary dollars each on each on the super bowl and we're really ramping it up from our previous, you know, uh, three hundred dollars a week or yes, four hundred dollars a week usuals uh, for for, for a one thousand for the Super Bowl. And we are going to make seven of our kind of traditional one hundred dollar bets uh, with, um, and we'll talk about each of those uh, in a short order. And then we have three hundred dollars remaining, and we're going to use two hundred and fifty of those three hundred dollars on five $50 bets of kind of middle middling odds. So, you know, winning up to, you know, um, more than like a coin flip over under. So anywhere between, you know, over, um, you know, probably I'd say two to one from two to one to about 10 to one odds. Uh, we'll, we will bet with $50 each, five of those. And then we'll have um, $50 left to spend on 10 kind of lottery tickets, uh, uh, at ten to one odds or greater, uh, spending five dollars each on those bets, and yes. we're going to see how much uh, we end up winning after the one thousand. And and I, I imagine 
if we're lucky, we will break even. I, I, <laughs> yes. I, I, I am not feeling um, terribly confident about any of these other than maybe a few of the traditional bets, which I, we've, we've spread the over under. We've been over the last several three months, we've, we've been better than average. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that doesn't matter you know, because it's, but this is a Chiefs game and we're both betting not with our you know, unbiased brains, but with our Chiefs-centric brains, I believe. And yeah. that could that could come back to haunt us. Or I guess it could win. We're either going to win bigger with it or we're going to lose bigger with it, I think. Is that your assessment? I think so. I think so. Yeah. We're... I know I, I would when I've um, gone through and um, looked for bets, I was trying to find some that would sort of neutralize a bit of the, you know, if the game turns into a disaster, you won't lose everything because that's not fun to lose everything and watch the Chiefs not play well at the same time. That's a disaster. But to have some scenarios at least where there's like some, you know, at least to fall back on something that, you know, that you got right along the way that's what that's what i try to do at least anyway at times but it's still very chief centric it's hard not to do that yeah mine are too i think i I think it's possible i will get some of the bigger bets right even if the chiefs lose it's possible as well that some of the uh you know i might get a a random big bet if the chiefs lose as well but i will I, i i like my chances much more if the chiefs end up winning this game. Right. I, and I feel good about that. I feel pretty good about that. Um, as long as Mahomes is healthy and able yeah. to stay healthy during the game. Yeah. Like if he's not chased around like he was against Tampa Bay two years ago, I think the Chiefs have a very good chance. And, I'm, and it seems like Mahomes hasn't played a great Super Bowl game from start to finish. Uh, mm-hmm. He's only played, you know, two kind of iffy sort of games. I guess he played pretty well against enough well enough to win against the 49ers in kind of yeah. a heroic kind of valiant way in defeat, but the stat line didn't end up looking too good because he got, you know, he hit Tyreek Hill on the face mask a couple of times and right. was forced to scramble for hundreds and hundreds of yards behind the line of scrimmage. And uh-huh. I think I think that next gen sets that he had had to scramble five hundred yards that game or like 497 or something like that if you count wow. like always direction uh which was a record apparently i don't know how they how, how far back they've really gone on this but I hope he, if he doesn't have to run for his life i think the chiefs have a shot at doing pretty well yeah so do we want to run through our bets and yes let's do it okay so if i start right up top yeah with the game itself Chiefs plus one point five. Chiefs plus one point five. Eagles minus one point five. Which way? Which way are you going? And well, as as we've intimated, and maybe even said outright, I'm going Chiefs plus one point five. I think the Chiefs are probably going to win. If I was actually maybe betting the game, I might bet Chiefs money line and make a little bit more. But one point five isn't too bad. So um, yeah. If they're if you think they're going to win, then you would take this every in a in a heartbeat anyway. So yeah, which. I think we both do. Yeah, Chiefs plus 1.5. And uh, so we're both doing that. Um, and the over-under this week is 50.5. So I think it's got crept up a little bit from its, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was 49.5 last week, maybe, or 48.5. So it's crept up a little bit. 
it's a fairly high over under, but not outrageously high. Yeah, where where are you where are you on this one, Andrew? Um, I think I'm going to take the under in this one. It um, I could see there are a lot of different ways the game could go, but I don't I just don't see the Eagles scoring a whole lot of points in the game. So if it's a relatively low scoring game, it's going to be well under this. But if the, even if the Chiefs are able to hold the Eagles down and score points themselves, but keep the Eagles from scoring points, it could still stay under the fifty point five. Yeah, you, I guess you could say, well, it's a low-scoring game. It might be like the AFC Championship was, uh, if it's close, 23-20. Uh, that's only 43. The you know, or the NFC Championship, if the Chiefs are dominating, maybe it's only maybe it's 31 to seven and it's 38. You know, so that's under mm-hmm. as well. And and maybe you think, well, if the Eagles um, are going to win, maybe they're holding the Chiefs down, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how they win. Um, I just I, I just don't see it as a shootout scenario. That's not I don't quite see the Eagles being able to score. If so, if the Chiefs are scoring a lot, I don't see the Eagles scoring, you know, matching them point for point. That's what I. That's why I don't. That's the scenario okay. I don't really see. It could happen, but I. That's not what I'm expecting. Really well, I, I ended up going with the over partly to distinguish myself from you to uh, make this more more interesting. Partly as well because I talked myself into maybe the Chiefs will score a lot of points and maybe the Eagles will score enough points. Um, I was thinking of the Super Bowl against the 49ers. The, the game was 31 to 20, and that was 51 points. And that wasn't terribly high scoring for either team, mm-hmm. really, the way it turned out. It, so that would be an over. So mm-hmm. I figured, you know, maybe the, you know, I could say the Chiefs getting, if the Chiefs get above 30, I like the chances of the, of the over because I think the Eagles will try to play catch up and they'll end up, um, you know, scoring some points as well. And then if this Eagles score, I think if, there, if there's a few points back and forth scored early, I think I think it might end up being a shootout-ish type game. But it's in warm it weather. It doesn't really have to go that high. It only has to be like in the mid twenties, yeah, for both sides to end up at that over. So it's not that's not crazy. But yeah, I think the warm weather maybe for both teams in dry weather might um, help things as well. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm going with the over, over 50.5. Um, our next two bets are uh, player over-unders, uh, passing over-unders for the quarterbacks. And we each bet $100 on the over-under for uh, Patrick Mahomes' passing yards and Jalen Hurts' passing yards. So Mahomes' is over-under in passing is 292.5 yards. Um, where did you stand on Mahomes' passing yards? So I think that I'm going to take the over in this one also. Uh, Mahomes managed to throw for over 320 yards um, on one leg uh, in the AFC Championship game. Uh, and he should be more healthy in this game, and hopefully his receivers are also more healthy. It seems like he should be able to up, be up over that 300-yard mark, which would put it over. Um, would be my my guess so yeah um in the 19 games the chiefs have played this year mahomes has been over that 292 and a half 11 times and he was over 300 all those 11 he had 292 yards exactly one time so it would have been would have been half under so one more yard here there would have put 12 and seven so like i think he's a little bit more likely to go over i guess you could also say however the eagles have 
the number one pass defense in the National Football League. But a lot of that seems like maybe it comes from the lack of star quarterbacks the Eagles have played mm-hmm. this year. You know, they even when they played, you know, when they played uh, the last time they played against um, the Cowboys, for example, Dak Prescott threw 357 yards. They only played against Prescott one time. They played against Cooper Rush the first time. Uh, right. So the Eagles have allowed uh, big games sometimes. You know, Jared Goff had a big game against them. I think Aaron Rodgers had a big game. So they, I, I think a lot of teams can pass a lot with them. And you could even say, well, maybe if the Chiefs are losing, they're going to have to abandon the run and pass it a lot. So, um, you know, that's maybe one of those kind of hedge ones too, where you mm-hmm. think, okay, maybe, maybe um, the Chiefs will have to throw a lot to keep up. Um, even Or they'll throw a lot to stay ahead. So I like, I like it either way. So I'm going yeah. with the over as well for that one. And they, you know, sometimes they, you know, use the pass as a run game though, also where, you know, a lot of, you know, dump off passes to um, receive receivers or running backs. You know, yeah. That seemed um, to work better against Cincinnati than the running game wasn't really working. So Pacheco had more yards receiving than he did rushing, which was very unusual mm-hmm. for him. Um, yeah. So both like Mahomes over to 19.5. What about Hertz? His number is two, three, eight and a half. You like him to be over or under that? 238.5 is the number, right? Yeah, 238. Yeah. Yeah. Um right. I think that because the the Chiefs have the capability of scoring a lot of points, uh that, that it's gonna force the Eagles to have to throw more. Um he doesn't necessarily have to throw way downfield every time, but just enough to pick up enough yards to get to the 238. That is pretty high, I think, for him. Uh, but because of the stage. I think I'm still going to take the over on it um, just because of the number of times he's probably going to have to throw the ball compared to what he typically would have to throw. Uh, yeah, so I think that's logical. Um, I ended up going the opposite way. Um, okay. I went with the under. Uh, Hertz in his two playoff games so far has thrown for 275 yards total. And you could say even that one of those passes maybe like was like a 40 yard pass that should have been an incomplete pass to Devontae Smith. Right. So maybe, so you could say maybe in those two games, he's thrown for fewer yards than he's the over under here, but you could mm-hmm. also say, well, maybe that's also because Hertz's shoulder was hurt, or maybe he was in the, uh, you know, in such a big lead, but I, but for all of those reasons, I kind of like the under because even if like, you could think, well, if the Eagles are playing really well, Hertz won't need to throw it a lot. He's going to be running a lot. Yeah, and um, if you could also say, you know, if the Eagles aren't playing well, maybe it's because Hertz's shoulder has not been—it's not a hundred percent yet. He needs surgery in the offseason or something still, and and maybe he's going to be under two thirty-eight and a half. So I went with the under. I I thought about over as well, but um, uh, Hertz uh, would have been under one, two, three, four, five six seven eight nine one two three i think nine times so i think he's been over that number 10 times and under that number nine times. so it's basically a coin flip uh mm-hmm. either way and it seems like lately maybe he's not as sharp so that's why i went with the under but i could see yeah. him you could say well if they're behind they're gonna have to throw it away. And he's going to be over. Yeah. So 
it's one of those things where it depends on, you know, you can see a few different scenarios for each one. Uh, and I don't think either one of those over-unders is really dependent on the score of the game. It's dependent on a yeah. certain type of the way the game could go. But I think you yeah. can say, well, if if the Her- if Eagles are doing well, it could be because Hurts has a ton of passing yards, but it could also be because Hurts doesn't need it to pass the ball at all either. He's, he's yeah, yeah. I think I think if the Eagles do well, it will be because they've played a very slow game to control like the possession time, and so that's going to be a lot of runs though. It's not going to be a lot of passing. Mm-hmm. So if the Eagles are doing well, chances are Hurts is not going to have a lot of passing yards. That's but it's just yeah, which. Which of those uh, types of games does the does the game turn out to be? We may we may know like, you know, seven eight minutes into the game, what we're going to expect. But unfortunately, we have to make these bets ahead of time, right? And not like in the game, right? Yeah. For now, maybe in the future yeah. we'll be doing in-game betting. Yeah, we'll have a Manning cast type of situation where we're yeah. watching the game and listening to the game and making bets as we go on. Um, our next two bets are rushing uh, over unders for players on both on, on each team uh, they're number one running back so we, we we took Pacheco as the number one running back uh, for the Chiefs even though you could say maybe it's McKinnon but in terms of rushing yards it seems like Pacheco is the guy they usually are giving it to now mm-hmm. and Miles Sanders for the Eagles you could also argue that maybe it's Jalen Hurts who's the number one running back uh, for uh, the Eagles as well but um, we decided to do Pacheco and Sanders. Um, Pacheco, his over under number is forty six and a half yards rushing. Uh, what what did you think of that one, Andrew? Um, I'm apparently starting a trend here by um, taking overs. Uh, chances are there's not going to be enough yards to go around for all of these to go over, but I may just go ahead and take them all over, Mike. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, I think um, 46 and a half isn't that many yards. Like, I mean, he could get to that within a couple of pretty decent rushes, um, but it had, they'd have to be actual handoffs and not, uh, you know, short passes that it was what the count is rushing her. So, uh, you know, you may, this may be a scenario where, even initially, they may say a, a, a you know it was a rush, but it turns out that it was a short pass. Like mm-hmm. we'll have to keep an eye on that when we're uh, you know watching the game and keeping it uh, trying to make sure we know which one was it a lateral or a swing what pass actually happens yeah. right or uh, one of those like little forward uh, goal line types of things that becomes a touchdown right. pass from Mahomes, but it's really a running play. Um, yeah, uh, on this yeah, season. Pacheco has gone over 46 and a half 11 times in 19 games if you include the playoffs. Um, In the regular season, starting that week of Jacksonville uh, to the end, he went over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times in the last nine regular season games. So uh, in the early season, he was uh, hit and miss. But uh, in the regular season, at the end, he was always, almost always over 46 and a half. In the playoffs, it's been a little different. In Jacksonville, mm-hmm. he ran for 95 yards. Uh, but in against Cincinnati, he only ran for 26. But he got 59 receiving. So, like, his, his total yardage, it depends on how we're going to, you know, arrange his total yardage. So. Yeah. Um, 
maybe that's also they ran less because it was always Mahomes mostly out of the shotgun, I think, in because he's not wasn't able to like um uh, mm. back up after the snap. So yeah. maybe, maybe the Chiefs running game will be a little better if, if there's uh if, if Mahomes is under center. So uh, I, I like the over as well um for that for four six and a half. It's um, just not that many yards. It's like this doesn't seem no. like it's no, it's just yeah. a couple of a couple of good, good um, you know, finds anyway for him, and and you know he'll get he could get to that pretty quick. Yeah, like, like the one yard that one run against Jacksonville was 37, 39 yards, something like that. So that's just a couple here and there that he would need if he got a big if he reeled off a big one. Um, similarly, that could happen with with Miles Sanders. He's mm-hmm. uh, his over under is a little bit higher than Pacheco's. It's sixty one and a half. Sanders ran for over 1,200 yards on the season. I think Pacheco was around 800, so it uh, makes sense that, that Sanders will be a little bit higher, uh, 61. And the Eagles have a very good running game, and Sanders is a big part of that. Um, so where did you see Sanders? Are you, are you sticking with the over? I th- I am going to stick with the over. I, I do think that um, Hertz is going to have to be somewhat more protective of himself, I think, because uh... – you know he's he's going to want to stay in this game, and and every time he's going to rush the ball himself, it's it is a risk. Uh, I think he's hopefully they will take a more measured game plan and hand the ball off to him a little more often than they, uh, you know, keep keep hurts from getting too many hits early at least. Anyway, that's especially if, you, if they're trying to protect that shoulder. So I, I would expect a little more rushing from from Miles Sanders. Yeah, Sanders, that's a hard, was a tough one for me. And because yeah. the Eagles, they, they play three running backs, Austin Scott, uh, who's played pretty well lately, and also Kenneth Gainwell, who gets a lot of short lot of yards, especially near the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, of course, Hertz runs a lot. And you could say, well, maybe if the Eagles are doing well, it's because Hertz is running well. Or if the Eagles aren't doing well, maybe Hertz has to pass it more. So maybe there's mm-hmm. less Sanders. So I decided to go on the under for 61 and a half yeah. uh, for Miles Sanders. I don't have a great um, sense of it. Uh, this is also a kind of, you know, he's he's kind of, um, I think he's, he's you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a coin flip whether or not he's under 61 and a half. Um, since he's had some big games where he's been over 100, but the la- his last six games, if you include the playoffs, They've been 42 yards, 65 yards, 61 yards, 33 yards, 90 yards, and 42 yards. So uh, a little bit on the underside, I think, there. But anyway, who knows? Uh, so I, I decided follow the trends a little bit and maybe think, well, the other running backs are getting the ball a little bit. Maybe Hertz is going to run maybe more than he had previously. So I'm going to go under there. Also, maybe it's a little bit of a hedge uh, as well. So. Just in case, um, yeah. Just in case, so uh, sixty under sixty one and a half. For, they they do have enough different, yeah, weapons that they use at the running back position, and that you know if those yards get spread out, then one guy having sixty yards is you know a little more surprising, right? So if they, if yeah, they are, I, I, yeah, I feel like my hurts under. 238 and a half passing and my Sanders under 61 and a half. I think one of those is probably going to happen, but I don't know which one. Uh, I I would be surprised if Hertz throws for more than 238 and Sanders mm-hmm. runs for 61 and a half, but mm-hmm. I runs for over 61 and a half. I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's, these are 
these are you know it's a it's a fool's quest really to bet on all these things which right you know, it's not stopping us but um yes I mean, it's stopping us in real life it's not stopping us in this competition yes so i have sanders under you have sanders over and then we have the last of our seven like lucky seven 100 bets um we went back to the chiefs and to travis kelsey in his yardage on the game and uh it's kelsey over under 79 and a half receiving yards specifically receiving yards, yeah yeah what um, do you like on that one so i think i was i was looking back just at the last game where Kelsey had ended up with uh, 78 receiving yards when both he and Mahomes were somewhat hobbled uh, against a defense that was really like overselling, uh, trying to stop Kelsey from getting the ball too, seemingly. Uh, yeah, you could say because the Chiefs' receiving options were so they were you know daring Mahomes to throw to the wide receivers rather than throw to Kelsey. And he still nearly got there, you could say. So maybe he was just shy of what the over/under number is for this. And and, and if you go off of what um, uh, Brandon Ike mentioned, then uh, it seems like the Chiefs are going to be picking apart the defense. So um, I again like the over for uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think that's a really good number they gave uh, this season in the 19 games Kelsey has played. He would have gone over that 10 times and under that nine times. So it's right there um he got 78 last time he's you know he's he had 81 another time so like he's 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 been really close um well yeah how many receiving yards did he have in the uh the four touchdown game oh yeah in the four touchdown game he only had 25 receiving yards 25. <laughs> because they were all goal line touchdown passes and so he can he can get his stuff in even if he's not getting a lot of yards but yeah i like the over i I just think this is a big game they're probably going to give it to kelsey a lot and i this is one of the things well as well i don't think um i don't think the eagles have been especially good at uh defending against great tight ends and there might be some little bit of weaknesses over the middle because the eagles have two pretty good corners on the outside maybe uh the middle is well, they will exploit um, make, uh, Mahomes. He's not afraid of throwing over the middle like a lot of um, other quarterbacks are. So maybe, yeah, I don't. I like the over. I, I partly I want to see Kelsey go over. That's why I like the over. But yeah, I, I can talk myself into it as well. I mean, thankfully, a lot of these things can happen regardless of the outcome of the game. So you know, if the game doesn't go the way we want it to, you and I personally. You know, they, some of these things can still be, you know, successful mm-hmm. bets, though. So yeah. that's, that's um, you know, one of the things we should, as a as from the betting mind side of things, that we are, you know, sort of able to find something in the game that is interesting, even if the game isn't going the way we, we like want our team to play, right? So, mm. are... yeah, and that's partly why we made so many of these other smaller amount bets that could win us bigger amounts of 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 money. Um, so we did our seven $100 bets. You want to talk about our five $50 bets next? That's good. Um, so we're just, how are we, how are we going to do this? We're just going to alternate. Cause we think we, we kind of both went through the list of the bets on FanDuel Fanduel, yeah. and, and picked out bets that were in the mid range for this. So like anywhere from anywhere up to plus 1000 odds is that right yes i think most of us ended up doing ones that weren't just um plus 100 uh type 
or minus one ten or whatever you know type. Uh, yes, I only had one in that in that category. That was in that area at least. Anyway. Okay, yeah, mine were. Did, did mine you have were, any? Oh, I did one. I did one. I had. Um, okay. I'll do my. So maybe I'll, I'll do that one first. Uh, the low, the lowest payout. So I had a, um, a, a, a num. I bet on the total points scored in the game by both teams whether that was going to be odd or even the total number oh. and i would uh i got a little better i got a little better odds no pun intended on the even amount um, if i had done the first half the odd and even scores were the same it was minus 112 to win 100 both times um but uh in the for the final i think it was minus 116 to win 100 if it was odd final score but it was plus 100 uh minus 100 uh if it was even. was was even straight, so i straight, so even I, odds. straight so yeah i decided to take that um so if i bet 50 dollars on the total points scored by both teams at the end of the game will be an even number and that would uh bring me uh plus 50 dollars okay how about your shortest odd my shortest odds i went to um there was a mahomes rushing yards prop of uh over under of 19.5 yards uh and it's a minus 104 so it's the only negative uh odds at least anyway for this but essentially a coin flip like the basically minus 110 flip. for most things minus 104 was what the coin flip actual coin flip coin flip uh was so this yeah. is yeah, I, I like that. that uh, the uh, I like this bet better than the coin flip bet, personally. Because mm-hmm. Mahomes rushing for nineteen and a half yards seems like a no brainer. Like he's he'll pull off some run at some point that may go for that, you know, in a single, you know, time as long as he stays healthy enough to uh, be able to do that. Right. One thing you have to worry about though is if the Chiefs are winning and ahead at the end of the game. The kneel downs at the end can take you back under. That's true. And you might That's remember true. at the end of the 49ers game, Mahomes didn't just have regular near kneel downs uh, in the in Super Bowl. He had like eight yard back. Time wasting kneel downs. Kneel so, downs. like, I think um, uh, I'm going to look up Mahomes' rushing yards uh, Super Bowl. Uh, so he, he did only he did only rush for eight yards. In the last game, yeah, he, he he only rushed for twenty nine yards and a touchdown um, in the Forty ers game. But I think he probably had about forty five yards going into that last series. And oh, had, really? Yeah, he had a lot of yards going into the last, series. and he took like three <laughs> big long yards. So that would be my one thing. But I think nineteen isn't very many, and a couple of couple of scrambles will put him over, and. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad bet. How about your next okay, smallest next, odd, odds bet that you had? My next smallest odds uh, bet was one, I, I made an alternate point spread. And I, I, again, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, and I thought uh, I, could, I could get the Chiefs at minus six and a half. So they, they win by a, um, uh, a touchdown or more. Um, I would get plus two twenty odds. So, um, so I would if if I bet fifty dollars, I would get one hundred and ten if they won by a touchdown. And I and I don't think that's. I think if the Chiefs win, I don't. I think it's. 
I think those are decent odds uh, that they'll win by a touchdown. The Chiefs, you know, you play a lot of close games, but six and a half points isn't a ton. And I feel like, you know, the Chiefs, when they play, if they play well, I think they can, I think they can win by, um, win by, win by that much. I wasn't confident enough till I could have gotten a lot more odds if I had gone to plus seven and a half uh, over a touchdown. I wasn't that confident. So I thought maybe a touchdown uh, I liked. So, uh, but it's Chiefs minus six and a half. Plus 220. I thought about maybe taking the Eagles kind of the same amount and hedging completely and then making a little money if the Eagles won. But I didn't really, I don't know. I, I guess if I, if I win, I want to win big with the Chiefs more than I yeah. want to um, lose bets on the Eagles winning. That's so, fair. Yeah. How about your short, next next shortest? Next shortest. Um, I found one uh, bet that was a number of players with a pass attempt of over 2.5 so mm-hmm. a both quarterbacks plus just one other guy at any point during the game throws a pass attempt mm-hmm. and, uh it's a plus 154 Ooh, so it could be a backup quarterback it could be a hunter a kicker and a wide receiver goal. could be uh yeah. some kind of uh yeah option type play to uh yeah wide receiver running back um a Philly special type of play maybe even yeah, back to a quarterback even, yeah. As long as uh, somebody else throws a pass. Now watch, it'll be somebody else throws, like Kelsey throws a pass to the goal line, but Hurts never attempts a pass in the entire game somehow, right? He only <laughs> rushes the ball. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's happened really much since 1906 when the forward pass was legalized <laughs> uh, in American football, but uh, I guess technically... It'd be a funny way to lose that bet, right? Yeah, maybe. I guess the only way that would happen is like if the Eagles were running like 15 uh, yards a play on the ground, and why would they pass since they could just run it down the Chiefs' throats? I don't. Yeah, that 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 would be. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening. But um, funny concept. I, though. Yeah, I I don't think that. I, yeah, I can see you losing that bet, but I don't think you're going to lose it in that easy. Not in that. Not in that way. Um, I could see perhaps you know, if if Hertz doesn't throw a pass, it's because Hertz ends up being like Purdy or something like that, or Mahomes ends up being like Purdy and getting hurt before he can throw a pass, and yeah, then it's just a backup in it. But I think if a backup gets in, they're more likely to do some sort of trick, some kind of razzle jazz types of things to try to, um, because you want you know you need offense and the defenses are going to feast on the backup. So, uh, whether it's Minshew or um, Hanny, any other comments on your quarterback bet or pass pass play pass attempting bet? Yeah, to me that one seems like it's uh the odds are close enough that uh, it seems like somebody throws an extra pass somewhere right mm-hmm. along. It seems yeah. like if you, if you got a trick play somewhere in your in your bag, this is the this is the game to pull out the stops. I think so too. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad bet. Yeah. Um, my next bet is a little bit of a par. It's it's a parlay, okay. and um, it involves Chris Jones and the Kansas City money line. Um, so uh, if Chris Jones gets a sack and the Chiefs win, that's a plus two forty. So and and Jones of course got his first two sacks in his playoff career against the Bengals. 
I could see him getting a sack. You know, the, the, the Eagles have a very good offensive line, but uh, the Chiefs have a, you know, after the Eagles have had the second best um, team when it comes to total sacks. So I, 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 I can see Jones getting um, uh, getting through and getting a, uh, a sack. And if he, I, I think also if Jones gets a sack, the Chiefs will probably win that game if Jones is if Jones is playing well enough to sack Hurts. So, um, so that's plus two forty with a hundred dollars. So it'd be plus one twenty for me uh, with a fifty dollar. Okay, plus one twenty. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Is that plus one twenty? Was that what it was? It was plus two forty. Was the oh, odds? Oh, oh it was one twenty. Is what you would actually win. I, I would you. win one. I would win one twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. Let's see. My next bet uh, was on a Marquez Valdez Scantling um, alternate receiving yard. I went with if he ends up um, at. 60 or more receiving yards it is a plus 250 bet hmm, okay. so i'm gonna go with that for my next pick so you would win 125 on 50 yes. yeah um my fourth of the 50 bets uh was uh involved the first drive it didn't matter who had the ball first uh, but that there would be a field goal attempt at the end of the first drive. Okay. And um, those odds were plus 430, which I thought were pretty good uh, that the team, uh, the team that got the ball first would try to kick a field goal. You know, they wouldn't, A, wouldn't get a touchdown or have to punt or something like that. So it doesn't have to make it either. They don't have to make it. They don't have to attempt the field goal. So plus okay. 430, I thought was pretty good there because um, I think. Lots of times, you know, the team, even the team moves the ball well, though, they might have to keep field. So um, whether it's, I could see the Eagles doing that or the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. So plus 430. So that would win me 215 on 50. So I like that one as a, again, and also it's one of those where it doesn't really matter what the outcome of the game is or which team does it. So um, I, picked, I picked field goal, uh, first drive, plus 430. And it's not team specific. It's just whoever. Not team specific. Yeah. Yeah. Just the first drive of the game, no matter who it is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll see. My next pick uh, is on uh, Jalen Hurts rushing yards. So an alternate rushing yard total. So if he goes seventy plus yards, the odds on that are plus two eighty. So the $50 bet would net $140. So Hertz rushing? Yes. Yeah, Hertz. Has... Yeah, so now we're, we're, you've gotten a little bit uh, stronger odds earlier than I did. So your, uh, p- your potential for winning dollars in this section of the, uh, the bet- betting contest. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have a a higher ceiling. Ooh, I like that, but maybe my again, but it's gonna be a much riskier play. Um, my last of those five bets is um an anytime touchdown bet. I was thinking of maybe going with Darius Tony, but I don't know if he's gonna finish the game. Um, but he was plus yeah. four hundred. He was plus four hundred this game, and I thought that was pretty good. It was only plus two sixty, I think, last game, and he almost, almost, almost caught it, but he also got hurt early on. 
So I decided to, I decided, I didn't want to bet on Tony because I feel like I'm, I'm jinxing him if I bet on Tony. I am going to bet on a guy who was actually not in the game last week. Uh, that was Justin Watson, who was ill and did not play. Um, but when he does play, he gets um, attention from Mahomes quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe with the other receivers a little bit banged up, maybe Watson will play more. So there's an anytime touchdown from, J- from Justin Watson um, plus 900. So uh, he, I would get $450 on that $50 bet if, Jaylen, if, if uh, Justin Watson gets a touchdown, which he's had uh, before for the Chiefs this season. Yeah, so your, your ceiling just got much higher than with that too. What I went to, mm-hmm. um, I went more conservative on the, on this this set of picks too. So I, um, I found one about the it was a first TD score combo. So it'd be if you if one of the two players that are listed scores a touchdown, then that would win. Okay. So the two players that I've picked are um, Travis Kelsey. And Jalen Hurts. So one I pick one to pick one player from each team, at least anyway. Um, that combination of Kelsey or Jalen Hurts scores which I think now Hurts would have to rush, not throw. Mm. He'd actually have to be the one that takes the ball into the end zone. Mm. Um is a plus three twenty. If they both do it or if only one of them only one of them has to do it, yeah. Just one. Is that right? So it's Kelsey or Hurts. As the first, it has to be the first touchdown. Oh, of the, the game. first! Oh, the first touchdown. Of the game. Okay, yeah. so the like first touchdown of the game. Okay, Kelsey or Hertz. So this way, it's it's at least a bit of a hedge on mm-hmm. the, um, you know, if the Chiefs had the ball first and score, if it's Kelsey, then that would win. But if uh, the Eagles end up with the ball first and get a touchdown, and Hertz is the one that rushes it in, then that would that would count still for this anyway. So there's, like, it wouldn't necessarily matter, like, you know. Whichever team starts with the ball, there's a chance, you know, that that you could still win the bet without having to, you know, rely on on uh, you know, not knowing who's actually gonna get the ball first. I think I think we both kind of had the same sort of mentality in finding one of those bets in the in this yeah. at least anyway. Yeah. 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 That's you, you ended up going with an outcome where um uh, for one of your one of your bets there would be a, you know, first possession. No, it doesn't matter which team it is. It just it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like that. Yeah, um, I think that's a decent bet too. I, I I looked at the Watson one. He has played eighteen games, I think, this year. If he, I think he played every regular season game. He only played one playoff game. Um, uh, he has two touchdowns in eighteen games, so that's a that's one in every nine games. So the odds, it's it's a you know, I'm not getting screwed on the odds for that. So maybe that's a good uh, bet for the Watson. Um, uh our uh so those are our fifty dollar bets. So yours are a little more conservative, mine are a little riskier. Um I'm I'm guessing you went um uh, I'm gonna be more conservative on this one too. That's what was what I'm uh assuming is about to happen. Having um not, not, not talked sure. about this ahead of time. I haven't talked about it. Um yeah um so this one will be a $50. We're each making 10 $5 bets at greater than 10 to 1 odds, plus 1,000 if we bet $100. So uh, these are a chance to win and win big, or at least relatively big since it's only betting five. But um, some of them we can win big depending on how far um, 
uh, uh, depending on how, how high their bets were. So um, you mentioned, maybe I'll talk about my first bet since you mentioned Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown or Jalen Hurts scoring a touchdown. Um, yeah. My first of the, of the kind of lottery ticket uh, bets was um, that Kelsey would score the first and last touchdown of the game. Uh, Ooh. And that was plus 4,700. So I thought, yeah, why not? He's going to, he might score multiple touchdowns. He might get the first and last. Who knows? If that happens, I'll be pretty happy. It's only $5 if I lose it. So yeah. it's, but if you win, it would be $235. Yeah. Ten would be four seven. Ten would be four seventy, and five would be two thirty. But then that would be worth you know two full bets in the uh, of the original set. Mm-hmm. Right? You could yeah, you could make so, up for for another loss somewhere with with the yeah, flyer, a flyer like that. So I did, uh, yeah. So I did a few of those in kind of that middle range. I did a couple of them lower than that, but some of them also very much higher odds uh, than that. So yeah, uh, Kelsey first and last touchdown plus forty seven hundred, uh, which would net me two hundred thirty five. With five dollars, how about your uh, first of the five dollar? So my uh, my first pick was uh, something that um, you know we always talk about anyway that I would always bet on if there's because it's one of my favorite scoring plays in the game anyway. Uh, apparently, is four times more likely to happen than Kelsey scoring the first and last touch of the game is uh, the occurrence of a safety in the game uh, is uh, plus one thousand forty. So I'm taking that for my first pick. Ooh, always okay. Safety. So you, uh, that, that's plus, a conservative pick in this in this ten forty. Right? You would make um, how much? Uh, uh, about two about two hundred bucks, I think. Right. Plus ten forty, so it would be. Oh no! Plus five twenty if you or plus uh, one hundred and four if it were ten dollars. Plus fifty two. You make fifty two dollars. Yeah, fifty two dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. On five. Fifty two dollars on five. Uh, so that's yeah. I, it might be a safety. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, you never know. Uh, it could also, you know, a snap out of the end zone, a fumble. There are lots of ways it could happen, but uh, a strategic, a strategic safety at the end of the game. Yeah, perhaps if there's a. Um, I have my next bet is odds very close to that, um, and it's a plus one thousand bet on a hundred dollars, and that's the first Eagles. Reception in the game was going to be made by Quez Watkins, the third wide receiver on the Eagles. So it's not AJ Brown or uh, Devontae Smith. It would be Quez Watkins or running um, back or yeah. Um. Uh, and or Goddard. Yeah, I decided to go Quez because yeah. I I wanted to get a thousand for the five so um, pl- uh, plus one thousand. Plus one thousand, so it would be fifty dollars. It would be plus fifty dollars with my five. So that would that would bring me even on those fifty dollars bets, even if I didn't get any of the others, others right. So I wanted yeah. to do one like that. Um, he has on this on the season, he has fifty one catches for three hundred and fifty four yards on the season. So he gets you know three catches a game, and maybe one of them might turn out to be the first one. Who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say I don't think I don't think hurts. I guess you could say I don't think Hertz throws thirty completions a game, and if it's random, who catches the ball first? Yeah, uh, I'd say more than one in ten of his completions goes to Watkins. So maybe that's a better, you know, 
I don't know, maybe it's better than the odds indicate. I don't think it's likely to happen, but I, it's also one of the ones that doesn't really affect the outcome of the game. And, and if the Eagles are doing well or the Chiefs are doing well, it's, it's still um, uh, could come through. So $50, I stand to gain with five on the Nez Watkins. First reception for the Eagles. So it isn't, it, it just is the first reception, not just the first pass. Like who's two? It actually has to be a catch. And I, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can look that up. I can look that up again. It's it's got to be yeah. Player first reception. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, first player to have reception on the Eagles. Yeah, it's definitely so. It's not both teams. It's just on the Eagles plus one thousand. Yeah. First player to have reception on Eagles. There it is. Yeah. Plus 1,000. Got it. Cool. Nice. So my next pick uh, is more, uh, you know, hopeful for a, for a, for a Chiefs big game, uh, especially from, from uh, Patrick Mahomes. Exactly five touchdown passes from Patrick Mahomes. Plus seventeen hundred dollars, plus seventeen hundred. So the he did, he did throw exactly five touchdown passes against the Eagles in Philadelphia last year when he played them. Three of them, of course, was Tyreek Hill, but still um, possible. Plus seventeen hundred. Yeah. If if, he, if Mahomes throws five touchdown passes, I think all of the rest of our bets are going to come in and do well. Uh, yeah. So exactly. So if he gets six, however, would you be upset? Um, that I didn't win a bet for fake money. I will say no, unless I lose by the difference to you in the competition. I see. I I could <laughs> see I'd be, maybe I would be slightly upset. That is that is all. No. I could see maybe you'd be upset if he threw for four, and it looked like it was five, but they counted one of them as a rushing touchdown for the receiver. Right, like if the snow, like the like the Kadarius Tony snow globe play, the before it got yes. called back, that was a that was a passing touchdown from Mahomes. But then the next play was a handoff from Mahomes, and so to to Tony also to Tony also, yeah, yeah, okay, plus seventeen hundred. That would be slightly, or or if there's like a touchdown catch that gets um, overturned by a dumb penalty from our favorite uh, um, official, oh, yeah. So you'd win eighty five dollars on plus seventeen hundred five. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, my next few bets, I decided to go really, really long shots on, um, and uh, I'd say five out of my next seven, next eight bets are really long shots. Um, right. My first of these long shots is that Jalen Watson. That we have a Justin Watson, but also have a Jalen Watson bet rookie cornerback. Uh, that he would have two or more interceptions <laughs> in this game. Yes. And that is plus 20,000. Uh, so $5 will win me 1,000 in this. Wow. Uh, but so and if, likely win our competition outright if yeah. that bet hits. If it comes through. So minus five. Yeah. Uh, so for $5 plus 1,000, 200, one. So I, I can already tell you with that just with that pick 
your ceiling will be higher than mine, no matter what. You have mm-hmm. the rest of your picks. If you're if they're all just plus one thousand, your ceiling's still going to be higher <laughs> than mine for for this. Interesting. Okay, so Jalen Watson two plus ints plus twenty thousand. So I'd win one thousand on that five. Uh, and Watson had he had an, I think he had an interception against Joe Burrow and you know Dream Big. He had an interception return for a touchdown against Justin Herbert. So maybe this is this is his yes. uh, time to shine. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I would love to see this. Mm-hmm. I like this game the way that this is shaping up for all of our bets <laughs> to play out. Yes. Unlike how, how, how about your third? Um, my next one was a, was kind of a, a bit of a hedge. If the game you know isn't necessarily going great. Uh, is a combo of Pacheco and Miles Sanders combining for 200 plus scrimmage yards and a combined three touchdowns. Ooh, all together. Together. So the two of them so together have to add to, to 200 and, and, and three, three touchdowns, touchdowns total between the, between the two of them uh, for uh, plus 3,600. Okay. Oh, wait, no, no, plus, uh, no, plus 1,400. Plus 1,400. Plus fourteen hundred. I skipped the lines there. Plus fourteen hundred for that combo. So that would be uh, you'd win seventy dollars on that one for five. Okay. My next three bets. I don't know if you want me to do them all in a row or not. Um, They're all really. If they're tied together, may as well. They're tied together. These are all exact score outcomes that I can predict. So uh, you can bet on the exact score of the game. I picked three Chiefs victories on the exact score. All of these victories would also be uh, part of the over 50 and a half that I had bet before. Okay. Uh, um, My first of these Chiefs scores uh, was Chiefs 31, Eagles 20, which would be the exact score of the Super Bowl that the Chiefs beat the 49ers in uh, three years ago. Yeah. And that that pays plus 22,000 if it's Chiefs 31, Eagles 20, which would net me uh, $1,100 uh, on that bet. My next score that I picked, I was, I was actually thinking of maybe I just do all scores and see if I could hit one of them. Uh, but I, I, I thought be, it'd be more... it would be eleven thousand though, right? It'd be was eleven hundred. It'd be um like five hundred, right? Uh, no, it's plus uh, it's plus twenty two thousand is the yeah number. So for ten dollars, it would be plus eleven thousand. So oh, these, mean, are these are these are five dollar bets, though, right? Five dollar bets. So I mean, uh, for ten, so it's plus twenty two thousand for a hundred. Uh, for uh. Ten dollars, it would be plus twenty two hundred. Well, so for five, it's plus eleven hundred. Yeah, eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's right. You get you're you're right. Yeah, I was. I think I, I may have said something wrong. I was thinking plus eleven hundred. Okay, so that's plus yeah. twenty two thousand. My next two scores are actually higher odds. Um, I have Chiefs thirty four, Eagles twenty three, at plus forty three thousand, which would net me twenty one fifty. Yes. And then I have Chiefs 37, Eagles 21, a little higher scoring, uh, lopsided, plus 50,000. So that would not be 2,500. We didn't go scorigami with any of these? or yeah. No, I, I just I was trying to think of scores where the Chiefs would win kind of comfortably, but they were scores that I thought were ones that weren't unlikely to happen. Uh, right. That, that you've seen a lot of scores. I tried to pick common-ish scores, but also ones that you're gonna. 
none of these are probably going to hit, but you might as well uh, win big. And you're only losing five dollars each time, so I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um, the, the only problem with these types of bets is you cannot win all of them. Like, no, no. You know, right? You know, if one of these hits, two of them lost. So yeah, right. <laughs> and that would be a uh, a, a damn shame. <laughs> I'd be I'd be really crying into my uh, wings. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I've I've made six of those ten bets so far. You, so how about your? You want to do three to catch up? In a um, sure. So my um, I, so the next two I I had actually the very next two I had were um exact points scored, but just for one team, not the, uh, okay. the total scores anyway. But so I had a Chiefs exact point scored of thirty five was uh plus 3600 okay and then i also selected um in the eagles exact point scored of 18 was 90 plus 9500 oh okay so if it does if the final score ends up being 35 to 18 mm-hmm. i will have lost my over under bet on the game but i would have much larger payouts yes. on this, right? So that is that's okay. Yeah. So if you uh, so if you want, let's just if you wanted to bet thirty five to eighteen Chiefs Eagles, yeah. Doesn't look like that's a. Uh, I bet you'd have to like make your own odds. You'd have to, yeah. I don't see yeah there's a 35 27 a 35 31 uh 35 32 I don't see a 35 18 on here okay um but yeah so you get so you'd get 3600 plus 3600 plus 9500 so it'd be 180 and 475 yeah something like that yeah that sounds right nice yeah. How about your your next? Uh, the next one, the next two, I guess, are somewhat related. Okay. Uh, I have um, so I'll maybe just go ahead and do both of those anyway. Yeah. Linked. So I had um, player to record the first sack of the game. I picked uh, Carlos Dunlop. Ooh, I saw that one. Plus plus twelve hundred. And uh, player to record the first interception of the game. I have Justin Reed at uh, plus seventeen hundred. Okay, both of those are very plausible. They are. They are indeed bets that can be made. <laughs> All right. How about how about my your next, next? My next one. Um, my my next long shot is on Jerry, Jerry, uh, Jerick McKinnon, um, and. It's, you know, he, of course, got a lot of receiving touchdowns down the stretch in the regular season. If he gets two or more receiving touchdowns, I get uh, plus 3,800. So that would be a, a payout of $190 on five. So plus 3,800, McKinnon, two plus receiving touchdowns. Um, I think I looked at the odds. Two plus anytime regular touchdowns from McKinnon was only plus 1,100 or something like that. So, yeah. you know, I'd say most of his touchdowns come through the air. So I think that's a good, I think that's a good. Uh, you get a streak of games, wasn't it like? Eight in a row or so that he had a receiving touchdown. Yes, yeah, he had. Um, and I think there was at least one of those games he had more than one. So it's not like um, this isn't going, you know, outside the realm of what we've already seen this year at different different points. 
Yes, he had uh, against Denver, actually in two, both games against Denver, he had two receiving touchdowns. So he had two, he had nine touchdowns in the regular season through 17 games. He has had none in the playoffs, however, but he had two, two re uh, receptions. So that's one in eight games. So the, the you'd say that if, you know, that would be, it should be plus eight. You'd say maybe it's plus eight hundred. Would would should be the odds, and I'm getting yeah. plus thirty eight hundred. So maybe it's good, uh, you know. So two, oh. yeah. That was the game where he got the kind of no look uh, lateral uh, or the kind of underhand pass from like the fifty yard line, uh, and also a short goal line. So McKinnon two plus receiving touchdowns plus thirty hundred. I love so. You know, he can get three of them. I'd still win. So it's all, it's a uh, two plus. You're not limited. You're not capped at two. He could yeah. go get seven, and it'd be yeah. fine. You'd already yeah, won. Just, it would hurt if he got seven. It would hurt your Mahomes five uh, touchdown bet. But uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about your next one? Is this your ninth out of ten? Or this is 10? my. Seventh. Okay, so eighth. we're even again. Eighth. One, two, eighth. three. No, seven. I don't know, whatever. Oh, yeah, it, uh, it's um eight. Okay. Uh, is uh first player to reach 10 plus rushing yards. This is this is a more of a you know, a very much a gamble, at least anyway. My guess is that uh, you know Mahomes will have an opportunity to have a you know a scramble, and he will be the first to ten yards, plus fourteen hundred. I think that's a decent bet, uh, especially if the Chiefs get the ball first. Right, that's part of it. So you'd have to have the Chiefs get the ball first, and Mahomes to have a long scramble um, on that first drive, basically. Yeah. And ten, yeah, plus plus was it fourteen hundred? Fourteen hundred, yeah. So uh, fourteen to one on. Yeah, I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad at all. Um, yeah, mostly I, I would be actually be surprised if any of us won any of these five dollar bets. But uh, yeah, I don't, they all make sense in the abstract. Um, just like this one makes sense. It's similar to yours. Plus fourteen hundred. This is plus sixteen hundred, and uh, this is a Jody Fortson touchdown Chiefs Ooh. money line parlay. So if if the Chiefs win and Fortson catches a touchdown, which I would imagine if Fortson catches a touchdown, the Chiefs are going to win. Um, it's plus sixteen hundred, uh, so I would get eighty dollars. Uh, if Jody Fortson gets a touchdown, um, he, you know, he's uh, back in action. I think the Chiefs might end up running a lot of multiple tight end sets, especially with his receivers kind of hurt. Also, probably to give extra protection to Mahomes if his because mm -hmm. uh, of, of the Eagles' pass rush, and so having a lot of those tight ends maybe uh, it'll lead to. A, you know, Fortson, who kind of gets short short yardage, maybe sometimes he's also one of the guys that stays open long enough for Mahomes to find if he's running around uh, in the red zone. So, um, um, I saw somewhere that the Chiefs scored 55 red zone touchdowns this year. They had 67 total touchdowns, 55 of them were red zone. I think they're one of only like five or six teams to score more than 50 red zone touchdowns wow. in a season ever. Um, and one of the other teams was the 2018 uh, Chiefs with Holmes. So um, good in the red zone. I, I think Fortson might, you know, if that Kelsey one doesn't work out, maybe I can get the Fortson uh, 
one. Uh, so um, plus 1,600 forts and touchdown money line. Chiefs are alive. So the Chiefs win. Plus 1,600. Okay. How about your ninth and penultimate? This one, this is a uh, redemption type pick here. Sky Moore had some difficulty uh, returning kicks early in the season. Uh, I've got a uh, Sky Moore return kick or punt touchdown plus 3,000. Ooh. He had a really good return in the last game that set up the uh, game-winning drive. Uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe he's ready to break one out. That's, he that's, also had a good return that got called back because of a penalty. Yeah, uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, you never know. That would be a that would be a big story. There'd be a lot. That would be a big um, kind of sort of human interest Horatio Alger type of writers. <laughs> yes, or uh, Young Skymore. Um, I also have a uh, a my next bet is is. Also would be a, uh, you know, if it, if it came through for me, that would that would provide me uh, a rags to riches story. Uh, this is a uh, a uh, that that Legarius Sneed, the Chiefs' corner cornerback, he was on the mend, uh, had a concussion last week, but as soon as he's going to play, if Sneed, who often blitzes from his cornerback position and gets sacked every once in a while, he's had about three three and a half to four sacks this year. Um, if Snead has two or more sacks in this game, that's plus sixteen thousand. Um, so uh, I took that. So that would be on five dollars. I'd get eight hundred dollars. Uh, Snead two or more sacks this game. Nice. I'd like to see that. Yeah, and I think yeah, if if you know the corner blitz might work. Uh, also, maybe you maybe uh, because of maybe a spy on. Uh, Hurts maybe maybe be a I don't know sometimes running plays you know maybe maybe uh, they count a kind of iffy running play slash uh, moving out of the pocket a sack rather than a run so maybe against the running quarterback a cornerback cornerback might be able to get more so I I thought maybe that's a good um, bet two and a half two two or more sacks by Legarius Sneed nice sounds great. This is the game I want to see where all of these hit. This would be, this would be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now we're down to our final picks. Yes. It's my final pick. I went, I went um on to bet something on the Eagles side just to see, you know, in case you know they do at least okay, then I could maybe win something on that side too. Uh, so I have a, a Miles Sanders one plus rushing touchdown and one plus receiving touchdown plus thirty one hundred. Ooh, okay. So Sanders doing two touchdowns, but through different ways, two different routes. Yes. Okay, plus thirty one hundred. Plus thirty one hundred. That's my that's my final pick. Uh, my final bet, and before I wanted to ask my final bet, I just saw something on the uh, on ESPN. That uh, LeBron James did pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar tonight nice. as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Uh, he did that in Oklahoma City. Um, he needed, I think, thirty-six points tonight, and he did that with ten seconds left in the third quarter. So he wow. might be on his way to a really big um, night. Uh, and, oh, and they're and they're losing right now. So they'll, he'll have to keep uh, scoring against Oklahoma City. 
yeah, they're losing, and he scored 36. He's he's really been a kind of one man show for the Lakers, who somehow are you know it just he's um, yeah the 113-106 right now. But it's still eight minutes left, so it's a high scoring game. Uh, but yeah, uh, Le- um, LeBron has scored 36 points in 26 minutes. That's not bad. Four out of five from three point range. Yeah, eight out of ten field goal uh, field free throws. 12 18 from the floor. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. This plus and minus is plus seven, too. So when he's been on the court, they've been winning and they're uh, minus 14 without him on the court so far. Yeah. It's a, um, shows how valuable he still is at a very old age. So, yeah. Um, And and and, Anthony Davis is in the game, too. I didn't, uh, I wasn't even sure that he was back. (laughs) I think he just came back recently. Yeah. Westbrook. Has played some too. Um, yeah. Um, but speaking of scoring in a variety of ways, my last bet is also a scoring bet, and it's that, um, and it's a bet on the number of points scored by both teams in each half total. So the total scores in the half, and you could bet that the second half would be higher for like plus one hundred five. Or the first half would be higher, plus one hundred five. I did. I picked at plus twenty one hundred. I picked that the halves would have top, score total scoring in both halves would be tied. So I got plus twenty one hundred. So like if you know total twenty four points were scored in the first half by both teams and a total twenty four in the second half by both teams, I would win uh, if the if the numbers are the same. Okay. Uh, so the total combined team. the combined points for the two teams in the first half is going to equal the combined points for the two teams in the second half. Okay. Yes. Got it. Yes. And that would be nice. Uh, and that would did go you with my... that one out or did you just happen to happen across it? I was looking at it. I was just looking at kind of scoring uh, totals. Yeah. That one stuck out of me. I want, I, I tried to find one that was plus 1000 or more. Um, that would also be a nice parlay. We're not parlay, but a kind of accompaniment. If my um, total points number is even on the, uh, night, so that was a 50 50 prospect. So, if it's tied, of course, it's going to be even. Of two, so if it's a tie, you know, two numbers, uh, that are the same added together is by definition, um, going to be an even number as well. So, if I win that one, I win another one. So, you could win, could win that also. Yes, yeah, neat. <laughs> well, um, we've, we've really uh had an exhausting power hour i think uh tonight do we have any other final thoughts about the super bowl go chiefs go chiefs yes and i hope they win i'm i i think uh i'm i'm not a, i will you know i i would i would have been more disappointed had the chiefs lost the afc championship game uh than, than the super bowl so you know, going to the super bowl i think is always a good thing and i'll try not to be upset if the chiefs lose but i will be jubilant if they win and this is one of those things about being a Chiefs fan it's so different from the rest of our lives prior to three years ago they had never been in the Super Bowl during our lifetime mm-hmm. now they've been to three in the last four seasons Yeah, and it's a whole new world out there with Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback and Andy Reid as your coach it, tr- it turns out that like just in general this is a lot more fun this this yes. era of watching Chiefs football does not it's it's more fun. But it's also a little more stressful, I guess, because you think you know every game uh, they're they're trying to win and they have a chance and like everything's important and they're playing all these close games and 
And yeah. so like, I guess it's not, you know, the, it used to just be used, I guess, to heartbreaking playoff losses. Uh, yeah. Pretty much every, every year, every other year. But uh, now it does. It, is, it seems to be more difficult with the expectation of winning. I think more than more than just like, oh, maybe we can win scenario. Right. It's uh Yeah. And I, the, I've never the expectation like leads to yeah the possibility of disappointment rather than the like you know you're going to be disappointed in the old chiefs eras right uh-huh. <laughs> and also having a like a player like mahomes i've never been as invested in a single player and his success before um and you know i he i yeah i really want mahomes to be considered to be one of the great ones and to will the chiefs to victory he's my favorite you know he seems like he's become kind of my favorite player in any sport of any time in my life it's kind of funny that i'm you know uh mid 40s now almost i guess technically and you know he's my sporting hero uh patrick mahomes idolizing uh, a much younger person it's it yes. like my... re- realizing that you like um the jersey of the player you're wearing you know is for a person that's younger than you that is that that was strange that weird like you know inflection point where it's like mm-hmm. now all of the players that you will get jerseys for from here out will be people younger than you yeah because <laughs> tom brady retired he was the only player that was older than us yeah. in the nfl so we still have this idea maybe in the back of our head that we, we could make the pros if we were if we had thought about it and really it's tried right. and but now i think it's really past us um yeah. and we have to content ourselves with doing these sorts of uh, podcasts and maybe winning a lot of fake money uh, while doing so. Yes. And this, that will wrap up our phase two of our betting. Yeah. Uh, And we'll come back next week after the Super Bowl. We won't, no matter what happens, I don't think we'll take a year long hiatus or plus hiatus. If the chiefs uh, blow it uh, in the Super Bowl, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and um, take our lumps and go over what we missed and it's still possible i guess we could break somewhat even on the betting depending yeah. on how it would shake out if we missed we either we yeah ruffle in our victory or agonize or the other one in our defeat so but until then you can find out uh how, how we'll do uh you know by watching the super bowl on sunday i hope uh if you're rooting for the chiefs i hope the chiefs win and i'm not rooting for the eagles even if you are uh, but I wish you no ill will. Uh, so until then, I wish you, uh, a, you know, a happy betting. And as always, I am Dr. Michael Lerman. He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the Warning Track Power Hour. Please like and subscribe to our podcast uh, delivery, uh, chan- delivery channels, whether it's uh, AV or just A. And <laughs> until then. We bid you good day.